I need that sports, sports encyclopedia. We were Steve Kim. Got Trent in the cut. What up, what up, what up, man? The real Coach JB. My main man, Big Smitty. Ah! Are y'all ready for this? Run like something to prove it. Came to a conclusion that In any metric, coach, you cannot have Russell Wilson. Here. Nick gave me my first offer. Like, it, it, you gotta have that story. You gotta be marketable. Hockey, football, baseball, then basketball. Oh, I love this fucking show so much. Are you mixing light and dark? At 11 a.m. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm elated that I can be able to coach, that I can be able to mentor these kids, uh, and give them everything that I've learned over the last 20 years. Get Smitty and Jason Brown killed it, yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games we're missing, we switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed it, yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games we're missing, we switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the Coach JB. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Derek? Man, God, I hate this dang phone line, man. I'm sorry, Jay. I spent all this dang money on this phone line, and the, the signal was horrible. I don't get it. Guess what? All right. Appreciate you. We got a new deal with Mint Mobile. I just saved your whole life in phone drama. Mint Mobile is now a new proud sponsor of the Coach AB Show with Big Smitty. Stop Big playing. Smitty. Your problem's been solved. We got a partner with Mint Mobile? You talking about Ryan Reynolds' Mint Mobile? Stop playing right now. Hold Mint on. Mobile. Let, just let me Google you, this real quick. You can try mintmobile.com slash CoachJB and get three months free when you use the promo code CoachJB. Hey, man, I did, I did a quick Google search real quick to make sure you wasn't playing around. Right, they got plans as low as $15? They got plans for $30 unlimited everything speed coverage data access to 5g unlimited talk text mobile hotspots you can talk in mexico talk in canada and they're built on the nation's largest 5g network are you kidding me jb hey and everyone wants to know how hard it is to switch to your service big wireless wants to think it's hard they want you to think it's hard big smitty but switching a minute is super easy thanks to digital e sim cards which most phones now have you can sign up and activate immediately right on your phone from the comfort of your own home, Mint Mobile does it all. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. That's why the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty is proud new sponsor using promo code CoachJB. Try MintMobile.com. This is where it's at. We got it, Big Smitty. So, hey, I I'm switching over to Mint Mobile right now, JB. I'm done with this company I'm working with. They, they crazy. The, the, the line, it, it, it never works. The signal is out. And it costs too much money. I'm going over to Mint Mobile, JB, and y'all should do the same. Big Smitty, I'm calling you right now. JB, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile clears day. I hear you clear. The new promo code, Coach JB, right here, three months free. Mint Mobile, try mintmobile.com slash Coach JB and get you there free. Three months off, family deals, all deals, short, fast, skinny, and tall. Mint does it all. 
proud new sponsor. Much love. We'll see you later. Peace. What up, what up, what up? It's the Real Coach AB, and we are fully loaded today. This E-Dub, Eric Weddle Monday is a fully loaded Super Bowl hangover Monday. We got everybody on this show. Starting off in 15 minutes with Jason Whitlock. We got Eric Weddle, Tank Johnson, Matt McChesney, Steve Kim, the legendary L.A. and Oakland Raider, one of the greatest sack leaders of all time, Greg Townsend, joins us in the second hour. There's a lot to go going on today, and we're going to finish it off with T. Rich and Tank, Jeff Nadu. We got about, I don't know, 10 people on here. The loaded show, the most loaded show we've ever had. So without further ado, before Mr. Jason Whitlock pops in here right away, so he can see my Chiefs Queendom shirt, whew, it's going to be loaded. I hope y'all hearts are pumping, blood is flowing. My main man, Smitty, I'm glad he's up. He, he came to my Super Bowl party last night. I'm glad he made it back home, you know, because he had a few little drinks. And, and, I, and so let, let, without further ado, let's get Big Smitty in here um, and, and welcome in our Far East Side, Naptown's finest, AR5 goggle having, and Lamar Jackson enthusiast. Whoo, Ball State legend, Fox Sports. Horrible hairline. Let's bring it in. Our main man, Big Smitty. Clap it up. <laughs> Smitty, we got a lot to get right to. Like, there ain't going to be no room for avocado toast. There ain't going to be no shit break. There ain't going to hey. be no piss break. There ain't hey. going to be no, no coffee break. Like, it's going to be full go, all gas, no break type of show. Mm. My heart's beating right now. So I, you know, What's I wrong with you, JB? We know we had a lot of... Uh, and I was just, I, I'm glad you made it home last night, you and your boy. I think I my brother Ju Jack, man. So my brother Ju Jack pulled up with me. I think I underestimated the, the, the show. The, 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 the people that popped up, we ran out a little bit of food out there. I, think. <laughs> I was, I wanted some more taco. I couldn't get no, I, you know what I mean? Taco was fire. Ooh, yeah, my fire. boy, that, my boy makes some fire tacos. Hey, hey fajita, boy. You had a, you had a quesadilla too? I didn't. I, oh. Listen, hold on. He didn't. He came to the table. Shout out to your boy. Came to the table. He said, "Hey, do you guys want some tacos?" We said, "Yeah, hell yeah." He's like, "We got Al Pastor. We got steak. We got chicken." I'm like, "All right, chicken." Five minutes later, I see. I see. I see, buddy, carrying plates of quesadillas. To you the know group. why? Because you didn't get the menu for you weren't there, and because you came late. You know, I, no, I didn't come. I came there right on time. I came there right on time. Right on time. You came late, and right then that's why. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I think That's I think you get the menu on the whole crew races. Your whole you come late, you get the menu late, and you don't get the menu. Your whole group just races like 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 you you talking. You told him, hey, when Big Smitty and Homie get there, they only eat tacos. They only get they can't get quesadillas. They can't get fajitas. They can't get tacos only. So he didn't even ask me. I ain't, I ain't know it was an option. Fat ass quesadillas. He's carrying. I'm like, come on, bro. He was doing like, who do you, some, oh Steve Kim got us chicken quesadilla requested in. They said they were unbelievable. My boy didn't get down. He had the taco truck. We had a lot of going on. How about that carrot cake, though? Carrot cake was fire. Carrot cake. The fajitas in the room, the green, and then you had the red sauce. You had cookies in there. What else you had? You had the, you had the hey, beans, the rice. Just, we, did, we did a little Mexican thing for all the Mexican homies. Shout out to all the Mexicans homies out there. I did I'm, Mexican I'm part thing. Mexican. But see, Smitty came so late. He didn't have the wings and the sliders before. I have four wings. I have four oh, wings. I heard. I heard my wings were fire. Wings was fire. I didn't get no sliding. You no sliders, unfortunately. They were in the microwave, but I just 
my plate was so fat it didn't make sense to grab it at the time and then i missed out so jerry a lot of food everything. a lot of drinks he got everything i didn't even get to see jerry but one time it was so packed in there and it was in the cigar lounge 30 40 deep i was like oh yeah. shit it was so nice out we were blessed with a nice day we got to stay outside chill i was walking around we got we had people in the theater lounge outside people i ain't seen in years bro one cat i ain't seen in he was tony gonzalez quarterback in high school he was there. I ain't seen him. And uh, shout out to my boy Jack. He works at uh, Ocean Twenty One, Newport Beach, right on the water. I'm gonna go see him. Plug me in. Plug me uh, in. His girl there, Valentine's Day. Look me, no, hook me, oh, for real. My, yeah. my girl birthday uh, three uh, weeks. Three my girl birthday. Plate. My five hundred plate. Uh, plug me in. <laughs> All right, Smitty. We got a lot going on today. I'm in the Chiefs Queen. I'm rocking it like. Proudly rocking it too. I ain't nah. We don't back down here. What what it is? It is what it is. So I don't know, JV. I had to go and watch. Whoa, you don't know what he going. I'm just saying. I don't know if you can be able to fight your way out of this one. Well, we always there's always ways. Today's show might be one of them show where you got to just kind of be humble Mm -hmm. and just take a deep breath. There's always ways though. Always ways. I mean, keep it real. Hey, hey, Bailey, can I show the te- the tweet? Can we show this? Uh, I, there's always ways. <laughs> Stop it, bro. Stop it, always bro. Always ways. What's up we, with this, though? We're not doing this today. <laughs> What's up with this, though? I mean, I'm tripping. I really don't know. <laughs> That's I, his account. I'm trying to figure out what that means. Do you know what I mean? Illuminati. <laughs> hey, but serious, serious question, though. No, I think... Um, I don't know what he what it means from his account. Serious I mean, question though. No. The light is red, so let me, like you, let me ask you. Let me let me ask you something. Um Bailey, show the show the final play that won the game. Have you seen the final play? It's the last same play they beat they ran against the Eagles. If you watch the bottom, the Eagles, that's the play against the Eagles. And the top play was against the Niners last night. Exact same play. All they used was uh it was last year it was Tony. Um this year it was Boom, look at that. Like, same exact play, same exact situation to win the game. So my question to you, I guess, is was it a better job coaching by Andy Reid or was it a bigger choke job again by Shanahan choking another 10-point game? Smitty, have you seen this stat, dog? Shanahan has blew all these leads. When, first of all, you know me, I'm an equal opportunist asshole. Everybody hates me, and I'm all on it. So, and I'm ready to take it. But let's appoint the, let, we know the, what the elephant in the roof is today. It's this Chiefs Queendom base I got to deal with. Let's talk about this, though, which I've been talking about for how long on this show, Smitty? How long yeah. have I been talking about Mike or Kyle Shanahan being a choke artist? How You've long? been talking about for a long time. You have all been right, saying so it for a long time. Yes. I just got to ask you right out the gate. Which one is it? Choke job? Or great job coaching. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to know. That's the poll question. Is it a bigger choke job, or is it a better job coaching? I I gotta get your take on it before Whitlock joins us. Great job coached by Andy Reid, and really not not even so much that. It's just I watched that game yesterday attentively as I was having my Palomas, and I'm gonna say this: this was just a situation where the Chiefs had Mahomes and the Niners had Purdy. Point blank period. I did not watch that game and feel like, oh my God, Shanahan is screwing this thing up. What is he doing? There was no point in the game where I was just really watching this game like, oh my, Shanahan's been calling horrible calls. No, it was a competitive football game. 
Great defense on both sides. Shanahan did what he needed to do. His team drove all the way down the field. They didn't finish with a touchdown. They finished with a field goal. Now it's just it's time for your defense with all these all pros, all these potential future Hall of Famers to go out here, make plays, and stop the Chiefs from scoring a touchdown. They did not do that. The game is over. So it's easy for us in hindsight to look back and say, oh, he choked it again. He cho-. This game wasn't like the previous games, y'all. It wasn't like he had a 10-point lead late in the game and out of nowhere the Chiefs just came back. No, they, they were up 10-0 early in the games in the first half. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it was, it wasn't, this game was, when you watch the game from beginning to end, it wasn't nowhere near the same as the Falcons situation when he was the but OC or maybe, the other 2020 game. Uh, I, you, you cannot watch this game and say Shanahan blew it. That's not what here, you did game. So, you know, there was like 30 coaches here last night and mm-hmm. the consensus was. And I was arguing with them too. All right, well, let's bring in the main man, KC star legend, Naptown's finest, Warren Central, Ball State. This is a Ball State legend. Smitty's <laughs> a Ball State, like, wow. you know, little guy, little guy. But uh, welcome Jason Whitlock in the show. He, he, he's got to reverse. All right, Jason. We, 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 it's I, been I, a long time. What's going on? What's I, going on? He's, let me clear the let me Let me clarify. Darnell is the Ball State legend. I'm the Warren Central High School legend. Let, 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 let's, let's clear it oh, Over Jeff George? Huh? Over Jeff George? Well, no, no, not over. But I am a, I'm, in the, I'm in the Warren Central Hall of Fame. Uh, hey, you were the baller, though. You are the baller. I, I am uh, the alpha. I started the, the championship tradition. I was the All right, Jason, we got brass tacks here. I know I don't got you long. I, we got we got everybody on. We got the great Greg Townsend on after you. Uh, he's pretty pissed off about the Hall of Fame and how it's going and, and how he never even got a call. Uh, he's like a third all-time in sacks, uh, but he has never got a call. We're going to break him, bring him on later. But I got to ask you right at the gate. That's our poll question. Shanahan, bigger choke job. Andy Reid, better coaching job. Which one? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Let me show the tw- let me show a stat. Let me show the stat, Bailey. Show- pull up a stat. This guy has blown more leads, and I've been on this for four months now. This guy continues to blow lead after lead after lead after lead, and I got twenty coaches here last night, Jason. They all had the same, pretty much same consensus: run the football. Like it's still. I disagree with Smitty's take. He said it wasn't the same as the other games. It was exactly the same. He got out of the run game and started throwing the ball again when he was up 10 points. And it's like, I don't get it. He put too much pressure on Brock Purdy. And and Brock Purdy did not handle that pressure well, either from the pressure that Steve Spagnuolo and the Blitz put on him. Uh, But, yeah, they should have been running the ball. And so I would have to go uh, Kyle Shanahan meltdown by a slight, slight margin. I did think in the fourth quarter – Andy Reid's coaching showed up and, and certainly outcoached them. Uh, and their offense and overtime uh, looked great. But, uh, yeah, Cal Shanahan, there is an issue there in terms of big games and perhaps ego getting out of control and perhaps agenda getting out of control rather than just finishing the job. Uh, this was the same play they ran in the Super Bowl last year and and last night. Same exact play, little zen motion, back in and out, little hulu wulu, whatever you want to call it, back out, man beater, great man beater. Uh, they ran the same play to win the second Super Bowl, back-to-back Super Bowls, first time since Brady. Um, 
I, you know, you look at that. You look at that stuff. Steve Wilkes wasn't there, obviously, the DC for the Niners last year. But uh, you got to break that down as a red zone tendency, as a great play that the Andy Reid likes to run. Seemed like they just weren't ready for that play again, and it comes down to Shanahan at the end of the day because Shanahan's the one that gets hired and fired, not Wilkes. And people don't look at it. Nobody gets the, the coordinators never get the heat. It's always the head coach at the end of the day. They got to wear that 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 you know that put that on their shoulders. I, I just think he's the the Spagnola defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. I believe is the best big game D coordinator of all time, and I believe. Uh, Shanahan is the biggest choker of all time. And I, I just, I've been on that for a long time. That's a tough way to lose every single time. I mean, I, my question, Jason, when do you say, okay, this roster, by the way, from linebacker to running back to wide receiver to O-line, O-line Trent R- Williams, their roster's not even close. And this has been the last four or five years. They have zero Super Bowls, zero. Like, when are the Niners going to get some heat? Uh, they're going to get some starting right now. Uh, and, and I don't think you can – you certainly can't fire Kyle Shanahan. But you, you're going to have to upgrade, reevaluate, do something. You know, isn't the ba- balance of power there where he has more power than John Lynch? And, yes. and I, I've seen that. Uh, get reversed. And years ago in Kansas City, Carl Peterson, the general manager, had more power than Marty Schottenheimer. And then at the end of Schottenheimer's tenure, Marty took over, had more power than Carl Peterson. They may need to flip the script in San Francisco and, and force some people on that coaching staff uh, that, that can help Shanahan uh, not blow these games. Let, let me ask you before I just many ones jump in. Is this last four or five year run by the Niners? Would you equate it to the to the four Super Bowl losses by the Buffalo Bills? Jim Kelly, is it close? I, I thought of, I thought about that. That it, it have they now been to the Super Bowl three times and lost? Yeah, yeah. What up, what up, what up? It's the real Coach JB for the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty Prize Picks is here to announce football season may be over but the action on the floor is heating up whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year get in on the excitement with prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn $10 into 1000 with pro basketball, pro hockey, and college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. Please make sure you follow along on the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty and download the app today and use code COACHJB for a first deposit match up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Peace! And so, yeah, this is reminding me uh, of of that. Uh, and and who who was was it? The Cowboys were the nemesis for Buffalo. And so, you know, you run into Chiefs. Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs as the nemesis. It's like when Michael Jordan ate up all the championships in the NBA. That's what Patrick Mahomes is doing. He's denying a lot of people a great legacy. 
And Andy owns the Niners, by the way. <laughs> and I, no, and I'm glad you said that, Will, like, because to me, I think we're, we're, we're not paying attention to the greatness of Patrick Mahomes right now and Andy Reid. And I, I look at it more so of, of their that tandem being dominant and less of Cal Shanahan choking. I just think sometimes you run into a certain opponent that's just better than you. And it is what it is. I mean, as a longtime coach fan for so long, we couldn't get past the Patriots. And Peyton Manning would always fall short against Tom Brady until he did. But in, until Shanahan does it, this will always be the narrative. He's the head guy. He's the head coach. Us in the media are going to continue to, you know, go at him, put the blame on him. But when I look at the stats, CMC ran the ball 22 times. I mean, that's a lot, especially in today's time. You have to throw the ball in order to, to beat Mahomes. You can't. You can't win against him just running the ball all game. But you Smitty, know you know, you know, when you run 22 times, it's when you run it. Like at the end of the day, I can look at 22 times. It's just like when you see 50 throws by a quarterback. But when were the throws? Is it the last fourth quarter because they're down 21? Like it's situational with a running back. Like I don't believe they use CMC as good as they could have in, like they did in the past. He didn't really leak, get the ball out of the backfield to him. Besides the, you know, the, 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 the trick play or whatever they threw to him. But other than that, I don't think they use them like they normally use them. Like, he's multifaceted. I think he's the best back in football right now. They didn't use him like I thought they would. He got 30 touches, though, JB. Like, he had eight catches, 20. I mean, I I I hear you, but. I haven't looked. I haven't looked, Smitty, but I think he had 16 touches in the first half. Like, you're up 10 points. Why aren't you touching the ball at least double that? Like, more. We got to go more. I got to go more. The the other thing you got to add in there is, it's a little distorted because we had overtime. He probably ran the ball four or five times in overtime. And so there's extra plays. And so everything is a little bit distorted. But you're right, JB. In the first half, he had a lot of touches and they backed off in the second half. And and I thought they chose some odd moments to run right instead of mm. behind Trent Williams. I thought that was a little weird as well. So let me ask you, Andy Reid. He can, well, however he leaves this game, whenever he leaves this game, he can do what he wishes. Um, two things set out. Obviously, the Travis Kelsey thing. I saw your tweet. Um, unbelievable. I, I, I don't know. Jason posted this last night. Travis Kelsey ran up on one of the greatest coaches in NFL history, shoved him during the Super Bowl. I was hosting Jason. I didn't see it. Smitty and everybody ran over Steve Kim, ran over to me, and was like, what the hell? And I'm like, that ain't can't be real. I thought they were like, you know, the relationship they had, right? Um, this isn't the first time he's done it, by the way. Um, you, you, can you see Andy Reid walking away and saying, I'm going to, at least for a year? I, I, I don't, I've heard rumors too. It's not far-fetched. And I can see EB, Eric B. Enemy being brought back in the fold, Spagnola being the head coach. And you get you get some things back there. I can see Andy Reid walking away, Jason. Uh-oh. He just won a Super Bowl, JB. And he's got, a, he's got a chance for a three-peat, man, that, that hasn't been done. Right. You. The three-peat, the three-peat puts him in the Belichick conversation. I'm with you. I, I don't think the time – I don't think he's walking away right now. Had they Thank lost, you. baby? Uh, I think either way. Look, we all know his family situation, his kids, and all the issues. You've covered him for a long time. You know the whole deal. Like, at what point is it like? Because look at him. Like, if you look at him come off the field a couple weeks ago, he looks mentally exhausted. Like, he's like, man. And then you get ran up on by this guy, and you're pushing these narratives out there with the Trap uh, Swifties and all this. 
sometimes you can say enough is enough. We've seen Barry Sanders leave football early. Eddie George is of the world. We've seen guys that Bill Cowers. Bill Cowers could have pushed for another couple of Super Bowl runs. He's like, you know what? And I'm seeing the game change. Enough is enough. Um, I can see him doing it, man, and, and saying, listen, I've, you know, not, I don't know, I'm not going to say he failed, but like I got – I got a kid at the house that we know what happened in Tampa Super Bowl before that game. And we had another horrible situation in Philly with my other son. When is it enough to say, hey, hey, let me stay home with you for a while, you know, wife? Like, I, I don't know. I, I just can see him saying, hey, let me step away for a year or something and come back. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just it's saying. Just tough. Like, he's in the midst of a dynasty. You know what I I'm saying? It. So it just imagine if Belichick would have left after their third ring. It's like, why? I just. I don't think right now is the best time. Like, go lose a couple years, maybe. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, just let, let's see how far this thing can go before you just leave. He'll be selling himself short. You know, I think right now he's chasing all-time greatness, you know, level right now. And to leave right now, I just don't – I don't see how it makes sense. I, I, I could, JB, I could see him having a very unique offseason where he backs away during the offseason mm-hmm. and, and then replugs back in for the uh, regular season. I could see that. I just think the lure of a three-peat, no one's done it. He's not going to catch, in my view, the six Super Bowls of Bill Belichick. No. But a three-peat now puts him in that conversation where you can make that argument, and then he can go and start saying, you know, hey, it was nice what Belichick did, but look at how many different quarterbacks I made great mm. everywhere I showed up. And so it, it really puts him in that argument. Uh but I, 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 it would be hard. Now, again, is there a 10% chance? Is he contemplating walking away? Perhaps. But, man. Here's what he, here's what he had to say. I just want you to take wearing that T-shirt, JB. What are you doing? What are you doing? I can't back down now, Jason. I can't back down now. I can't, I can't renege. This ain't spades. I can't renege and say, hey, I, you know, I, it is what it is. I'm ready for it. By the way. It was Mahomes' first 300-yard Super Bowl, and it took overtime. <laughs> listen, well, I, I try. My, listen, I, I'm not even a Chiefs fan, you know that. But I, at some time, at some point, you gotta just be honest and keep it real. Mahomes is amazing, man. He makes plays when he needs to make plays. But JB will find a way, no matter what happens, he will find a way to still win to, in his head, in his mind. Jason, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Jason's gonna blast me on his show today and ask me these questions. So. But look at Andy Reid here. He is totally embarrassed, and he's like, ah, it keeps me young, and he's making the fun out of it last night interviewing him after the push. He keeps me young. Yeah. <laughs> so, the balance look good. Yeah, not so good. He touched that hip hop. You know? Yeah, I know. I mean, what can he say? What can he say? Like, I'm cutting them. I'm getting rid of them. Like, I, I don't know, man. At some point, I think that I, – I just think that – uh he he could be old, he could be exhausted, man. This is a lot now. Well, I, I do think it's a lot for all of these coaches in terms of you got to understand. No one even criticized Travis Kelsey last night on the I know. broadcast. Oh, it's crazy that a player could do that and not get criticized and not have it be a story when they got to halftime and Nate Burleson talked all over Bill Cowher and everybody else and wouldn't even allow this topic to be addressed. I was like, what world am I living in? They're down at halftime. Uh, they showing no composure. And Travis Kelsey's just push, shove, whatever, run up on one of the great coaches. And and I can't even hear Bill Cowher or anybody talk about it. 
it, it's just that's how protected players are. That's how much the balance of power has switched. It, and so it's very tough on all these coaches. And, and look, players around the league, is why A.J. Brown tweeted about it. It, it, it players realize like, man, we got all the power. Uh, we make more money than the coaches and the media is afraid of us. And, and, and so we can do anything. And so if I'm a coach and I made a bunch of money and my legacy strong, yeah. Do I consider doing what Nick Saban's doing? I was like, Hey man, I, I'm someone else got to deal with these headaches. I'm good. I would right, answer a little college move before we, before we get we get out of here. Chip Kelly left the head coaching job yeah. at a Power Five and went to be an OC at Ohio State. Ryan Day he coached uh, their, their New Hampshire guys and all this stuff. I called it weeks ago. What what do you think about that? Is that is that full evidence of I'm done? And since I couldn't get an NFL job, which we know Chip was trying to get, um, Seahawks it was the Seahawks OC job. He couldn't get it. So is this the way of saying, listen, at least I ain't the head coach anymore. If I'm, I'm going to stay making a couple million at Ohio State, it's going to be as a coordinator because I don't want to deal with this stuff that's going on. And we've seen Harbaugh, Saban. Uh, we're seeing half the uh, at Boston College just walk up and get out of there and go to Green Bay as a coordinator. It's happening more and more and more. And I've talked to guys that say, JB, we're trying to get out of here. Um, did Chip Kelly just do that? To some degree, yes, because as a coordinator, you can just worry about X's and O's. The head coach has to live in that transfer portal. The head coach has to deal. If he stays at UCLA, he's under a lot of pressure. Uh, you know, he probably needed to win nine, ten games to keep his job at UCLA. And now you can go make a million and a half, two million bucks at Ohio State just drawing up plays. That being a coordinator in college might be a better job than being the head coach in college. Uh, Sharon Moore may find that out <laughs> at Michigan. It's just like he was in an ideal position, drawing up plays, Harbaugh's dealing with all the headaches. I, I, I you know, the, the kind of money that coordinators are getting paid now, you know, that, that's a great living with, with a lot less headaches. I'm hearing some crazy rumors. Do you Can you see Pete Carroll being the UCLA head coach at 72? Mm. And and giving that, giving SC a, a a a shit sandwich at the end of his career. <laughs> uh, I, if he does, good luck. Uh, mm. I think it's a lot harder to win at UCLA, particularly at seventy two or whatever he is. Good good luck. But it, it's fascinating that you know Pete, Bill Belichick, these guys couldn't get head coaching jobs in the NFL. That, that, that's amazing. Player empowerment. You've seen Fangio, older guy, get pushed out by a young guy on the sideline. You know, these guys that, that are just – Before I get out of here, I, I've got to ask both you and Darnell this question. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I want to go back to the Super Bowl. Because I, I, I authentically want to know, was that a good game last night? I, I, I was walking around. Ask Smitty. He's, that's why he's giving you this face. Everybody last night's talking in my house. 50 people here. Oh, what a game. I said, is it or is it one of the worst games I've seen in the Super Bowl? Like, everyone thinks that close games mean good games. To me, from what I watched, it was horrific. It was a horrific game. This is the generation of football we're in. It's horrible, Jason. What was the highlight? The highlights were all bloopers. That, what, what was it? A throwback to J CMC? A throwback? Beautiful play. That's a beautiful play, by the way. 
that I saw live, JB. I have to go grab you to watch the replay. Listen, I thought it was a good game. I'm going to tell both of you guys. Maybe I'm young. I'm the young guy you know, on the show here. It was a great defensive game. And me as, as the defensive lineman of the show, I'm sitting next to a quarterback and an offensive lineman. All you guys care about is offense, 40, 45 to 52 score. No, it was great defensive play. The 49ers defensive line was giving Mahomes hell from start to finish until that overtime, obviously, and they ended up winning the game. But I, lo- I love this as a D lineman on the show to watch great defensive play. Yeah, I didn't. I, I thought it was sloppy. Three fumbles. Uh, Dicks. But know. the fumbles were like strip. It was like they, they didn't just drop the ball. They were strips. Like it was intentional. Strips <laughs> is, you know, if someone pops it out of you from big hit, that's, the, I, I don't know. I thought it was sloppy. I, I think it's bad offense. I think it's gimmicked offense. We're trying to create offense to keep our quarterbacks out of harm's way. That's what we do in the NFL now, and it's no different in KC. Contrary to everybody's belief about Mahomes, you saw the game last night. The longest touchdown last night was 21 yards by both teams. So, I mean, just just be honest. Before you go, Jason, I got to ask you, though, this thing's trending, and my video's trending and viral. Is this serious? And do you take him first in your draft? Do you take this guy first? I, I I just gotta ask you, like, That's who do you keep Justin Fields in Chicago, or do you really try to go get this guy, or are you really trying to make a move and get this guy as your first quarterback if you're a owner? Is is this a serious conversation? And I don't want to hear, oh, it was for GQ magazine and all this. Well, then you sold out. I I ain't getting in that for GQ magazine. So I'm trying to figure out, is this uh, is this serious? Listen. I've, I've been off this dude since the what I call the Lambo week when he jumped into the <laughs> deal and cried in his mama's arms. The, the Lambo week was my moment of like, uh, I'm, I'm good. The fingernails were bad enough. Now you got this deal here. I, I, the cats. He got the three cats at home with Locke. He said, yeah, he, he, yeah. yeah, I don't like dogs, cuddle. Yeah, I don't, I don't like cat people. And so the other thing, the final straw. Uh, have y'all heard Merrill Hodge talk about him? Uh, of course. he's coming. I'm trying to get him on as soon as we come back. Yes, I just yeah. talked to Merrill last night. I saw him in Vegas. Great dude. I've known him for a while. Him and Sean Salisbury are really close. We have the same thoughts on quarterback play, by the way. And, uh, yes, what's your take on that? Back to me, listening to Merrill, and Merrill was, you know, dead right on Johnny Manziel and a bunch of others. Merrill don't play. Mayfield. Yeah. yeah. And so, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't touch Caleb Williams. Hot mess. Hey, and, and and Merrill got pushed out as well, right? He got pushed out because of his takes, and he was a yeah. car, he was against the grain. And too honest. I can't wait, Jason. I can't thank you enough for hopping on here. I'll see you on your show in a little while, and uh, appreciate you coming on. Thank you, guys. All right, brother. See yep. you. Yep. One legend to another. Wow! Grabbing up a big Mount McChesney, oh, just busting through the scenes. Pause. Matt, we're this this the most loaded show on planet Earth, Matt. We got Whitlock, Matt McChesney, Steve Kim, Eric Weddle, Trent Richardson, Tank Johnson, Eric, Greg Townsend right after Matt. So, Matt, I appreciate you accommodating. Today. Appreciate you accommodating the time because we have a back-to-back-to-back-to-back guest. Yeah, man. What's your takeaway first of uh, the Super Bowl last night? Yeah, sorry about good last game, week. Right? Good game or, or mediocre? Just, just what do you think? 
Well, sorry about last week. First and foremost, I got super sick and lost. Nah, my- you don't ever have to apologize to us, bro. Yeah, I know, but I it, it sucks when I'm supposed to be on. And I can't be, so that's not. Hey, hey, when we, hey, when Smitty and I start making big money and I start throwing you a hundred racks a show, man, fuck you, Matt. Fuck hey, you. hey, look, Matt gonna be on show. I did. I'm good to go. I'm good. My throat feels real good if that's the case. Um, look. I'm sorry. Yes, you know we crazy, man. On here, you know we crazy. Look, yesterday was first of all. How can you not give this man his flowers? I mean, dog. Thirty-four. Go ahead, Matt. Give me whatever you want. I am. I am. Thirty-four completions, over three hundred yards passing, which was one of your precursors last week. I yep. over three hundred yards. Overtime to get it. Yep. Still, still. Won with his feet again. Last year, he won with his feet. This year, he wins with his feet. Just down by 10 points in three Super Bowls and winning all of them. I'm not sitting Let me stop you right there. He's not Tom Brady yet. Okay, let me stop you, though. Let let, let Matt cook, J.B. Let Matt cook. I'm impressed. I'm going to let him cook. I just want to ask you, though. He said a key word already. Win with his feet. Let me ask you, though. As a football guy, and you know me, I'm going to give you something to think about because I've had some, we had some coaches here last night. We were talking about this. His feet were ad lib runs, correct? They were not designed, correct? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, one, one, yeah, one design oh. run when he was oh, three. Okay. Well, that wasn't a run. That was a triple option, by the way. So let yeah, me ask you. It was designed. Yeah, designed to throw the ball in the flat. If they take it, you get the All first. True. Triple All option. True. So let me ask you, though. When you ad lib and run around, isn't that in the league that we cannot hit the quarterback anymore? Isn't that telling you, okay, this guy is struggling to throw the ball in time and design pass game, and he has to use his feet because guess what? The defense can't hit him anymore, Matt. Let's be honest. You can't hit the guy. That, that Okay, look, when he's a runner, you can hit him as hard as you want. But we don't. But that's okay, so go yell at the DBs for San Francisco for not doing it, but I, look, look, all I'm saying is the guy takes the play that's in front of him. He doesn't, he, he, he didn't force the ball. He didn't throw it into bad spots. He, he said blatantly to them, if they, and I, this was after the game with Kelsey and Mahomes standing there in the huddle, he said to everyone, if they line up and even and void the a gaps, I'm taking the fuck off. And they lined up and even and voided the a gaps and they both rushed the B outside and he took off. So, the fact that he can run, but it's his second choice, but he did it, and he did it last year with a bum ankle and put him in position to win. And I'm pretty sure in the first Super Bowl, he had a couple of of, of, of dynamic runs in that game that set him up as well. I'm just – he's not a run-first quarterback by any means. He's got a fucking cannon, but he does, he does it all, man. And just – there's some guys that are just built to win. And Patrick Mahomes is built to win, and the rest of the NFL is chasing these guys – this was supposed to be the year where they failed. They didn't have the receiving core. They didn't have the offensive line. Like, if this is their worst team, holy shit, bro. Like, they're only going to get better next year. Now, now Kansas City, in my opinion, because I think Mahomes will restructure his deal to, like, take less money because he makes so much off the field to help bring more guys in. I really think that's the next step here in Kansas City. I think now it's going to be rather than people leaving, what up, what up, what up? It's Real Coach JB for the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. Prize picks. 
is here to announce. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into 1000 with pro basketball, pro hockey, and college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. Please make sure you follow along on the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty and download the app today and use code COACHJB for a first deposit match up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Peace. I think this is going to be destination time now. Hey, Matt, excuse me, Matt, one second. You're going to see a lot of guys going to Kansas City. Hey, Bailey, add Greg real quick. I'm going to just tell him something. Hey, Greg, brother, I appreciate you. Hey, give us 10 minutes. You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, give us 10 minutes. I appreciate you coming in. I'll bring you right back in. That's a bad man right there, dog. Holy shit. OG right there. That's a fucking bad (laughs) motherfucker right there. (laughs) Hey, he's going to talk his talk today, too. Not very young generation. Go hit that Google machine in the next 10 minutes because homeboy was real. Hey, Matt, he's not very pleased either about the Hall of Fame and who and who calls him and who don't call him and the people that have been getting inducted as of late. He's like, hold on. I love Rafrini, but let's compare. Where am I at? Why why I'm not getting a a call? Like, what's going on? Well, I, I will say this. He does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. But nobody that got elected deserves not to be. Right. Two things would be true. Like, And if anything, I think that the NFL, because look, it took Randy Gratishar, who is just an unbelievable player and a guy that's revered here in Denver forever. I know Randy personally. It took him fucking 50 years to get into the Hall of Fame. Like, I, I'm talking, Mark Slareth is on my show later today. We're doing Stink. it instead of 10. And Stinky, Stink always talks about this, but like, the, the the Hall of Fame voters are ridiculous. Like it's it's they're terrible. They're worse than Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame voters. And like it, what I, I don't understand how they are so short sighted to like miss the opportunity to put Mister Bowling in when he was still alive. Miss the opportunity to put Mongo in the Hall of Fame when he's not battling ALS. Like Steve McMichael is the number three. Uh, interior defensive lineman all time for sacks. You didn't know he was a Hall of Famer until he got ALS. Like, hey Matt, let me, let, baby, bring Greg in, man. Since we're talking about it, and, and then Matt, Matt will in, and then we'll go to Greg. Hey Greg, hey Greg, you on your phone? Greg, you on your phone, Greg? Yeah, I'm on my phone. Yeah. Can you turn it? Can you turn it sideways? That's what she said. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Is that better? It's- no, it should flip. He might have it on stuck mode, huh? Oh, it's, probably, it's probably on stuck. Yeah, he probably got a stuck. He's got a flip phone. He, yeah. he keep it vertical. You're all right. You're right. You all right. good. You good. Hey, I know. Hey, I know. Hey, Greg. I, Greg, I appreciate you coming on, man. Compton legend. I don't know if people know the the, the history of us. Uh, Greg was my junior, one of my junior college coaches at Compton College. I've known Greg a long, long time. Lived by him in Long Beach for a long time. Uh legendary been around his son who's a legend uh your friend knows greg's son brought us uh, a uh, smitty who was at the party last night it sounds, it sounds at my birthday party man yeah yeah, yeah. Your son, hey, hey greg your son was at uh smitty's birthday party 
what uh Gregory or Tyler? Gregory. Gregory was there. Okay, yeah. got you. One of my good awesome. friends who I think you might know, Julian Jackson. Um, I don't I don't know if that name rings a bell, but he's close with your son. I grew up together playing uh playing ball, things like that. So yeah, hey, that you, do you, get to you, Greg. Matt was Matt played in the NFL a long time. I don't know if you met Matt. He played seven years. Uh he I wanted to he he had some interesting takes that I wanted you to hear because I saw you nodding in the back back there. Hey Matt, go back. What were you saying about the, the the induction of the Hall of Fame, how it works and all this? And 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 to be in fairness, maybe it just takes longer for certain cats. Well, look, there's in my opinion, just you know, being 42 and you know. I feel like I was in the sweet spot here for for football when I played, the, how real it was, like understanding the history of the game, being immersed in it for as long as I was, and now being on the other side as a pundit. Um, I think that they need to expand the Hall of Fame classes, number one, but number two, the recency bias is it, – it's, it's almost like if this generation didn't see it or if it wasn't on social media, it didn't happen. And the gentleman that we have on, Greg Townsend, I mean, all-time leader in force fumbles. Play. How long did you play? 17 years? 13. 13 years, from 83 to 97. You know, Super Bowl champion, over 100 sacks, 110 sacks. Like, it, it – here's, here's my biggest gripe with them. If they would just tell you what's the criteria. There you go. They would just tell you the criteria. If they don't – see, they don't tell you the criteria. They never tell told you that. So when you see guys go in, you say, "Well, my record, my my stats are better than his." Then it must not be the stats. I'm not saying Franey. You look at another guy, you go, "Well, he he played interior, so maybe they just looking to put somebody in there that was just a a, a big slugger or something." So let, let me when you. they put the Richard Seymour in there, that really rose rose my my antennas up. Well, wait a minute. Numbers are not very good. That's that's no lie. So look, let me ask you this, and this is for everybody, because Schmitty, you played D line. Obviously, uh, Towns, you're an all time great coach. JB, you've coached some of the best. Do you, uh, when Steve McMichael's been a Hall of Famer forever, like he's number three in in the interior sacks all time. Why do you think it took him so long to get him in? Why did it take Randy Randy Gratishar so long to get in? Why is it that some of these the older generation has such a hard time getting in. But, like, look, no, no offense to Andre Johnson, but Andre Johnson, I don't even remember him winning a playoff game. Like, mm. like I understand he's a great statistical wide receiver and a huge body, but it, I feel like if you're a receiver, if you have numbers, you're in. And that, how does that not apply to defensive linemen with over 100 sacks? Like, you understand how hard it is to get a hundred sacks in the National Football League? Holy shit! Especially, especially, especially in thirteen especially years. When you didn't get your first start to six years later. Mm. I didn't get my first start to six years. My sixth year in the league. Wow. And then think about that. He only <laughs> played thirteen seasons. So I mean, you you do the math. Like he's 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 getting a, a lot of sacks per season. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this, is, is this was one heavy NFL time too, guys. Like remember, like. This was 60-40 run pass, not not 60-40 pass run like it is now. Right. Have a point. And and I was uh I was I played behind Holly Long. Other guys. So like so you know, that was hard. That was hard enough to get on the field right there. And then once he got hurt, that I doubt I got on the field. But then when he got better, they put it in the four-man line instead of running the three-man line so I can get on the field a bit more. 
but it was it was it was that kind of situation for me and i'm i'm wondering why uh they got a lot of writers uh sports writers who who vote for the hall of fame and they swap these guys in and out every few years and so to, to answer your question about randy gratishaw i believe that's why it took him so long because these new guys they don't they history might go back four years they they don't new guys don't think when the league started and bring themselves up, catch up. They just take it from right where they are. Oh, I, I saw Deion Sanders play. Never saw Lester Hayes or Mike Haynes play. Never saw Lim Barney play. Never saw, just pull out some tape. I mean, we got this stuff so handy in our hands now. We can ask Google for anything. So, so I got I got to, let me tell the story real quick. And it goes straight into what Towns just said. I'm at training camp this year for the Broncos, right? And I'm over there in the media tent. And everybody's in there, yada, yada. All the all the ex-players, Big Al and Atwater and all the big-time Bronco guys that still cover the team. And we're standing there, and Gratishaw works for the Broncos, and he's, I don't know what he does, but he's always around. And one of, like, the the talking head pundit guys that has has a Pro Bowl vote and a Hall of Fame vote, and I don't know how the fuck he does. I'm not going to say his name. Didn't know who Randy Gratishaw was. Mm. And he covers the Broncos, bro. And he has a Hall of Fame vote. And he's like, oh, who's Randy Gratishar? And he's like looking it up in the book. And I'm like standing there. My head's about to fucking explode. And I'm standing there. I and, know and, that water <laughs> shit. and I'm like, this guy doesn't even know who Randy Gratishar is. And he got this job? Like, uh, come and on. he got the job. Yeah. That's part <laughs> of it. Yeah. yeah Greg, uh, we, uh, we got a lot to discuss with you. Uh Matt's our uh, uh, regular on our show, so Matt does a great job. He hosts a uh, podcast. Yeah, out Matt do a good job. I, I like, yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt. It's my first podcast ever, Matt. So, y'all guys, bear with me. Yeah, oh, you're good, brother. Hey, you're good. Hey, Matt. Uh, you, you we're done, Matt, for two weeks after today. So we were trying to get everybody on the show. We started with Whitlock, obviously, and then uh, and then you, and then Greg. Now, so uh. I'll hit you up uh, today, Matt. We're going to go over the next portion of the show if you're good with it. Yeah, we're good, bro. Look, I, I will say this before I get off. I don't know how you can deny the flowers. <laughs> At the same time, though, I watched Brady do it twice. Brady had two Hall of Fame careers. So yeah. I'm not – look, no one's trying to take Mahomes' shine away. They They are incredible. Patrick Mahomes is one of the guys that keeps rings away from other cats. That's how that's that's not just winning one. That is that's you don't get one, San Francisco. All you greats over there, you don't get rings because yeah. of Patrick Mahomes. So that's 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 some Michael Jordan shit to me. That's some Kobe Bryant shit to me. So I understand that you know the Queendom is heavy this morning, and I'm sure they're on your ass. But look, bro, that hey, I personally, no. I personally maybe two things could be true, like Smitty said. Yeah. Maybe two things could be true. Maybe he's a maybe he's a better winner than he is a QB to me. Yeah, I mean, I've been looking at that one. That's a good point. Maybe so. <laughs> hey, Matt, much love, man. brother. We love you. I'll see you. I'll hit you up later on. Peace. All right, Matt. Later. Peace, Matt. Later, Greg. All right, there we go, Greg. There we go. Now yeah. we got- <laughs> hey, Greg, much love, brother. It's been a while, man. I, I, uh, so, Smitty, it I don't know if you know, I, uh, I was at a golf thing in, in, at Silverleaf and in, 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 uh, in Howie Long was there, and I got a picture on my phone with Greg, yeah. Howie, and my mother. When my mother was a nurse, the Raiders used to go do Marcus Allen, Greg, Howie. They'd go do these 
you know, community service deals in hospitals. So I walk over to Howie. I go, hey, man, you remember this picture? And I put the phone in his face. And Howie's like, hell no. I go, man, we start talking about Greg. So I call Greg on my phone, and and I got Howie on my phone. And Howie grabs the phone, and it was Greg's birthday. I'm like, man, happy birthday, man. I knew it was your birthday. That was a a nice surprise, too. (laughs) And I've known Greg forever, man. And, and, uh, Man, it's, it's been it's been a while. I got we got to come. Man, I got to get you out to the house. I got to come out and see you. We'll go. We'll go have a drink or something. Um, Love that. Smitty, Love it, Smitty. It started like this. I'm at Compton College, wet behind the ear, little quarterback, and Greg takes over as our D line coach. Coach Ward hired him. He comes in the weight room. We got this old Jim Jack Lalane weight room. Greg goes in there, <laughs> gets on the bench, and he's just cussing kids out. You ain't getting no weights. Let me show you, motherfucker. He hit like 425, just like, da, 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 And everybody in there is like, who is this? All these young cats didn't know Greg. And I'm like, man, that's Greg damn Townsend. And, and everybody's like, oh, shit. Hey, sometimes it takes that. And that just, everybody was like in line. There was an order was in line right then and there. See, that's you got to be a shower You can take the boy out of Compton. You just can't take the Compton out of the boy. That's the that's problem right. with that. That's- that's right. Hey, so Greg, I know we talked. Let's get into brass tacks here. Uh, this this is Darnell Smith. He works over at Fox, and he's our co-host, and he's done a great job on the show. And uh, he's down in LA. So while I was in Vegas, and I know you called. We talked, and 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 all the Hall of Fame talk was there. Everybody was there, and we we mentioned your name and all these guys. I'm like, how's this guy so highly ranked in in the sack lead and all these different things, and and gets no consideration? And we talked on the phone, but. Kind of, kind of discuss what you were just saying. Like, you know, uh, it's a recency bias. Like Matt said, it's all about what have you done for me lately? And I think we we're it's already some that, trying some to of that. It is some of that, but it's just, it's in my opinion, I think it takes some your your you know I play for the Raiders, so it takes somebody from the Raiders organization to push that mm. to make that seem like that's a big deal from their perspective. But uh, the Raiders don't even. Uh, push me as far as the all-time sack leader. I was over there for the OTAs this year, and I kept getting introduced as Greg Townsend, the Super Bowl champ. But everybody else getting their accolades put on the back of theirs, you know, like Art Shell was there and 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 uh, Mike Haynes and a few other guys were there. They was getting their yeah Super Bowl champ and Hall of Fame. So mm. I, I was I was I was getting just as mad like uh, Matt was talking about, about that kid not knowing who Randy Gratishaw was, right? Right. I'm like, man, this is crazy. So I went back to my room, and we was going to have dinner that le- later on that night. They was going to put on some kind of big show for us because we were down there trying to get the players to realize what it took to be a Raider. And uh, so uh, Coach Daniel, I said, Coach, who, who is uh, New England's all-time sack leader? He looks at me, he goes, uh, Andre Tippett, why? I said, well, who's the Raiders all-time sack leader? He said, well, is it you? I said, well, shit, you asked that as the question. You must <laughs> don't know either. <laughs> no, shit. I said, but this is the reason why you don't know. I said, because they never they never put me in or, 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 or referred to me as the all-time sack leader. They right. won't do that. Because I've, I've been to a few functions, and I say, hey, man, they're going to introduce me as the all-time sack leader. No, nah, they're not going to introduce you as the all-time sack leader. But don't worry about it, and don't say nothing. So I'm, I'm starting to see where the problem's at, you know, where the problem lies. And so I call up Mark Davis one day, and I said, my man, 
why is it nothing around the stadium is telling people who's the all-time stack leader? What we get generations after generations coming to these games and they don't know. They think one, they think Holly is two. They might think Crosby and beat Holly out now, <laughs> but my name is, my name is nowhere mentioned in the thing. And I'm your, look, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say it humbly as I can. When I came back in 1997 to play with the Raiders, the defensive line coach, Bill O'Bag said to me, to me, he goes, Greg, you know you're the Raiders' best defensive lineman they ever had. I said, mm. Look at I said, no, you ain't got to, you ain't got to blow smoke up me like that, man. He said, no, nah, I'm serious. Go look it up. I went out the next day and bought a cyclopedia, an NFL cyclopedia, and looked it up. And it sure enough was in there. Yep, you're the best. Your stats are way far better than anybody's stats that ever played for the Raiders. And and, and, and Mr. Long. played, Greg, you played in a heavy run era. Like you played with 21 personnel, real fullbacks, real tight ends where they had to run the football. Like, Right. That was the whole game plan for us back in the day was to stop the run and put them in a passing situation. So that was the whole game plan week in and week out for us. That's just how we saw it. We just wanted well, to take away their run and, and get a few points on them and put them in a passing situation. How many sacks do you think? How many more sacks do you think you would have had hypothetically if you played in today's era? Like if your if your thirteen years was for between I don't know two thousand and five to you know two thousand and you know eighteen or something like that, you think you would probably got like 30, 40 more sacks added to your, your resume? Easy. I I I tell you this much, uh, especially if I played in this area, yeah, because I would have had more opportunity. Right. And uh, uh, let me say this. Uh, if I had to, no, no, I, I don't want the coaching that they have now. I don't want that. Mm. I know the coaching stinks because I had I had a coach named Earl Leggett. He played 13 years himself for the Bears and the Rams. He played 10 of them for the Bears and the other three for the Rams. So I, I love being coached by a football player. Man. Somebody that's been there, done that. These other coaches, they never played. They never played. So to see somebody like a Max Crosby out there with that kind of coaching, I'm telling myself, okay, Matt's telling the coach what he's going to do or not going to do. The coach is not in charge. The coach is not in charge of Matt. Like Earl Lake was in charge of myself. If Earl told me that Demet Townsend don't come inside, I'm not coming inside. Right. That's simple. <laughs> he told Howie, he told Howie, you got the, you got the right end spot now. Greg, you go to left and Howie, you go to right. That's what's going to happen. There's nobody going to say, I don't want to go to right in. It ain't, no, it ain't none of that. You're just going <laughs> to shut up and do what you're told. Yes, sir. Hey, but Greg, in my I, opinion, man. Because when I went to OT, I tried to talk to Max. <laughs> Max wasn't hearing it. <laughs> he wasn't hearing it. I wanted to ask him why he come inside. And he, he said, yeah, 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 yeah. He gave me one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I won't help you. <laughs> Man, I, I, know, I, just, I just was with Max the other day, and I'm like, I've had, I've helped Max, I've had him on the show, and I was like, I was like, I was about to say, I'm like, man, let me get Max with you. Let me get Max with a real man's man, and and uh, and that's funny you say that, man. It's like people don't realize, Greg. Like, what to your point? Like, you go inside, 
and you give up gap integrity or gap responsibility being unsound, you were how many guys have you been around that got cut for doing that back in your era, back in our era? And that's what I don't understand. We're in the player empowerment league. It's player empowerment, man. These guys can do whatever they want and still want more money than ever. Imagine you making the money they're making. Look, and I, I believe I, I read on Facebook that it was the players that got AP his job. And I'm going, yeah, that's ludicrous. Yeah. I said, that's ludicrous. They said, yeah, Greg, because they was ready to walk if they didn't hire AP. I was like, really? <laughs> you got families to feed. Who are you talking about walking? Yeah. Who are you walking to? <laughs> Let me ask you guys this real quick, going back to the previous thing about, like, Max going inside. As a great D lineman as you was, you know, Mr. Townsend, like, I, you also hear this too, though. When, when you're a great defensive lineman, you get a little bit more freedom to just go out there and win. You know, I see Aaron Donald, who's an all-time great, where sometimes you know he, he kind of you could tell he's kind of freestyling. He doesn't necessarily have a a particular assignment per se. It's like it's like the linebackers and the rest of the group. What up? What up? What up? It's real Coach AB from the Coach AB Show with Big Smitty. Prize picks is here to announce football season may be over but the action on the floor is heating up whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year get in on the excitement with prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn $10 into 1000 with pro basketball, pro hockey, and college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. Please make sure you follow along on the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty and download the app today and use code COACHJB for a first deposit match up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Peace! adjust based upon whatever he decides to do. But you, you typically – did you guys not have those opportunities when, like back when you played where if you were all-time great, you didn't have freedom to kind of just do your thing? Gotcha. No, no, no. Uh, I, I I can even take you back to my 13th year. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was even it was even more so. Even this coach I knew adored me. Bill Urbana, he adored me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earl Leggett, Earl Leggett, more or less adored Howie, <laughs> and yeah. then we got another coach. He adored I, that guy, more or less adored me than Howie. So it was that. It was still all that discipline was in there. It was still mm-hmm. all that you can't do this. You got to do this. You got to establish that. You can't go in here because the guy up in the booth going to say, "Hey, let's run a naked boot. Let's run this. Let's run a reverse." All that going inside is going to just set you up for failure. That's what I'm getting at. Gotcha. So yeah, it it didn't it didn't it didn't have no leeway. It just had the fact that people just had to know you were staying disciplined to your position. Now I get it. Defensive end could be defensive end could be boring at some time because if they're not running your way or giving you something to uh, hit, like somebody ain't coming out there to block you, it could be very boring. So you might want to come inside some to be with some of the action, but that's not the that's never the thing to do. Mm. You want to stay outside. That's we why gotta do a marketing ploy to get you. We got to get you in the Hall of Fame. We're gonna do a marketing ploy. I know that. Um, we're gonna push this thing. Um, Greg, let me ask you. Though. Go ahead. Here's what I say about the Hall of Fame. 
if somebody like yourself had to put me in the Hall of Fame, I don't deserve to be there. If I can't get there on my, on my own merits, I don't want to be there. No doubt. I don't want to be there. I'd rather I'd rather be the guy to walk around and say, hey, they missed they miss this one. <laughs> you know, just like right. that. Because I say that, that I, I'll even say that today. I listen to them, them analysts on TV, all them guys on ESPN and Fox. I'd be like, y'all, y'all, y'all. Y'all telling everybody else how smart you are, but I know you're not as smart because you don't miss you missed out on this one. <laughs> Greg, this is the era, man. Me and Smitty, Smitty and I, Smitty just a young pup, 30 years old, and he's smart as Smitty, smart as hell, knows a lot of stuff. We we go back and forth on this topic. Like, I, if you're not, if you don't know anything prior to your era, then I think you're doing a disservice as an analyst, a journalist, an investigative reporter, whatever it is, and that's all we have now. We have the same stuff, and I think I don't know if that's the Compton in us, Greg, or or just you know the older generation. I don't know, but like we call it out what it is, and people get upset and butt hurt. I'm like, dog, there's a whole other generation that you didn't see, but yet you want to anoint this guy as the greatest you've ever seen. Hold on, dog, there's some greats. And, and Greg, we talk about the Max Crosby. We talk about these DNs having all these sacks right now. By the way. They're riding up in air nine techniques, not with no friction at all. You guys were lining in true fives, head up on the tackle, so you didn't get you didn't get kicked, you didn't get wrong armed, you didn't get reached, and it was a much harder deal for offensive linemen. Nowadays, they're just in jet stances. Micah Parsons goes out wide. He's soft as shit, though. He won't play the run. And then, and then and we're just with jet you. rushers out here, and then everyone thinks he's the greatest thing we've ever seen, Greg. And I'm sitting there like, he ain't no goddamn Lawrence Taylor, no Greg Townsend. And and here's where you understand where the guy is the best. Let him just leave him alone. Why are you moving him around? Mm. Why you keep moving guys around? Leave him alone. Let him sit there against this one guy. Now, see, uh, 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 Michael Parson, uh, I believe, didn't uh, uh, the Cowboys played the uh, Frisco early this year. Yeah, they and they, they kept him away from Trent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, you saw that. <laughs> you saw that. Yeah, they kept him away from Trent. And I'm like, how we can how can we base this guy to be so good if we can't let him see what he looks like against Trent? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's another thing too, guys. We can't crown these guys until we see them play against somebody else that's good. I I, I just refuse to do that. There's several guys in the Hall of Fame, I tell you, that will never tell you they played against another Hall of Famer. They never lined up against another Hall of Famer. And that's, that, to me, is ludicrous. And we're telling, we telling ourselves this guy is great. Well, yeah, yeah, if he lined up against a guy that only played a few years and was struggling, yeah, he could be great. We, we, My man, Smith, Smith, you know about how to find a fish, right? Come on, Al. When you got a fish, you just wear wear him out. You tell everybody, y'all leave me alone. Leave me alone, man. Don't run no stunts to my side. Don't do I got this. I got a fish over here. (laughs) And I'm I'm, I'm due to get four sacks before y'all touch me over here. I'm trying to get four sacks. I'm trying to get a career day over here. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, Greg. And so so I've always judged myself off the Hall of Famers and the, the great, the the better guys that played. Now I tell you the, the one compliment I ever got, man, and it came from um, uh, uh, Dwight Stevenson. Now everybody knows who Dwight Stevenson is on this panel. Well, I, I do. Think I don't think Smitty does. I actually I think, don't. I think Dwight Stevenson. 
I think Dwight Stevens is one of the best. Matter of fact, I know he is. He's one of the best offensive linemen they ever played. And he mm. played center for the Dolphins. And uh, I was at this function about a couple, a couple years back, and I was sitting with uh, uh, Mel Blunt and, uh, and uh, Gibson, the pitcher. And uh, I see this guy coming across the room. I thought he was coming to say something to them. He came over and said, Greg Townsend? I said, yeah. He said, I'm Dwight Stevenson. <laughs> he said, I just want to come over here and tell you one thing. When we was playing against you guys, we were preparing for you not for number 75. I said, go tell five more people that. <laughs> go tell five more people that. <laughs> and, and that'll make my day, man, right there. So, I mean, because if you ever want to see a, 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 a guy play against somebody, Smitty, go get the 85, I believe, 85, the Bears game against the Dolphins. They both was undefeated at 13-0 and 0 at that point. Mm. And Stevenson was playing center and had the fridge lined up over him. Dwight Stevens put one hand behind his back and hiked the ball and mush Smith and mush fridge all night long. That's what made oh, him so that's what made him so bad. He just mushed him all night long with one hand behind his back on Monday night. <laughs> yeah, they got they gassed the Bears that night. I remember watching that game as a young 10-year-old. That's a, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's that's a big that's, man right that's there. That's one of the things I tell people to go watch some of the best football right there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Greg, Greg, I got to ask you before Smitty jumps in. Let me. I, we've had great stories before. You've told me some great ones, and and I I just got to – we got about 1,400 people in here listening, and I'm like, they got to hear some of these stories. So I know you – so back – this is a different era as far as what we did off the field too. So we're not going to get okay. into all that, but <laughs> – the Raiders, you guys were known as the bad boys, the silver and black attack, the partiers. The, the you, you told me great stories, and I don't even know if you remember these, but I remember them. Uh, yeah, I told you, I told you we were so bad. We go into town when we go on our road trips. We tell them hide the women and children because we stick in everything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we just go into town and we just know we're gonna take over that town. That's what we're yeah. gonna do. Yeah. Hey, you used and, to tell uh, me that quarterbacks that you played with, you played with some legends. You played with these certain quarterbacks, and you were like. You don't got to say no names on the bad side, but on the good side, you would tell me like, hey, Jim Plunkett was the guy. He would fund the whole party. He came out with the party. He came out with us. And then you you broke down Hostetlers and you broke down all these different quarterbacks you played with. Who was the best, the funnest? Who was the guy that had the players back? And that was like, that was a telltale sign that you guys won with that too, right? And you know how much prima donnas these quarterbacks are, right? <clears throat> But when your quarterback will come out and have a beer with you, that's 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 gonna be your guy. That's gonna be your quarterback right there. The one that's gonna have a beer with me. And and Jim Plunkett was that guy. He, he, Jim Plunkett come out and have a beer with you. Jim Plunkett still come out and have a beer with you. <laughs> so it. Jim has always been our guy, and he took us to two Super Bowls. So we were we we always hung our hats on him. Uh the other guys were just more or less prima donnas and and uh, uh you know, we, we, we didn't care for them too much. They didn't help us win a lot either. Was, our defense was doing them more, more work than they were. So it was uh, people like uh, Jay Schrader. Uh, you know, it was like, come on, man. You, you're a Raider. You're a Raider now. You're not. This is where you just take chances and do things, and people going to have your back. But you want to do things by the book and be your whole hum about it. It's like, yeah. come on. This is, not, this is not the deal. So. That's why I have that passion when I see real players. Our passion when I'm seeing guys about 
making him a good player. I just have that kind of drive for him. That's why I love coaching as well, because I hate to think kids are getting bad coaching out there, but I know they are. So that's why I got, got myself so much involved in trying to develop players. Hey, what happened to what happened to you, to you and Jerry Robinson? I know I used to see you guys all the time at the conventions and stuff. Was he? You guys still got any business or anything going? No, we ain't got no business going because Jerry live up in Santa Rosa, and I'm down here. But we'll see each other on alumni days and stuff like that because we go by the number twelve, right? Because nine and three equals twelve, five and seven, and Howie as well with seventy five, and then Lionel Washington was our cornerback. He was 48. So we used to go out like after practice and we go to the strand. We'd go to the concerts by the sea. Might even go to a strip club, you know. So it, it, it just we just hanging as 12 all day long. And we all played on defense too. So that was the 12th man that we played like. Like we played with 12 and no one was 11 of us out there. Hell yeah, that's that's great shit. Hey, Smitty, if you walked up on Greg or Jerry Robinson right now today, you'd be like, they play in the league still. Like, you don't know. You wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> well, even even Lionel, even Lionel Washington as well. And and Howie got pretty good physique still on him, too. He, he, yeah, he, he still cares about him. The other day, yeah. Man, I love it. Now, Mr. Townsend, did you watch the Super Bowl last, last night? If so, what were your thoughts about it, how the game went, you know, you know, JB's been on this show. You know, we we, we talk about the bad play to, of, of the NFL, you know, this year. And, and to some extent, I actually agree with him on uh, the way the season went. But I actually thought Super Bowl was good yesterday. I thought we saw some really good defensive plays uh, on both sides. Obviously, it went down to the wire going to overtime. What was your just, I guess, overall thoughts on Super Bowl? My, my overall, I was sitting in the crowd with a bunch of uh, 49ers fans. So I was more or less listening to them and leaning toward what they wanted. And I could see if Frisco could have ran the ball a little bit more, it would have been more effective. It seemed like every time they ran the ball and didn't get the, the six or seven yards that they get, uh, the, the coach would go straight into a pass and with a spread uh, backfield, an uh, empty backfield. Yeah. And so we just knew they were trying to uh, do something long down the field, stretch the defense a little bit more. Where Patrick Mahomes, when they got in a pass situation, he did little dinks. Got the ball out of his hands real quick. Uh, the guys made plays trying to run run down the field. So I saw that being a difference in the game. Uh, the D-line for the 49ers, they played, in my opinion, uh, lights out. Because they I, I, you very seldom see mistakes or guys out of position over there. Guy stays in their lanes. Guy stays where he's supposed to stay. Uh, and Chris, Chris Jones, he seemed like, He's better at the DT spot than he at the DN spot. So yeah, I don't know why they keep put, Yeah, I don't know why they keep putting him at DN. So, you know, watching that, it was just that kind of chess game, seeing if guys gonna be put in the right spot to make plays. And so, uh, I seen that from more of uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, wide receivers putting them in a good spot where Mahomes can dink it to him because the good, a couple of good passes got to uh, uh, Travis that I thought. That's the backbreaker right there. So, mm -hmm. other than that, I thought Frisco could have won the game if they just would have ran the ball a bit more. But uh, again, uh, Mahomes is like a Brady for me. Uh, so you me, never go against. Him. And I'm glad you just said that. You are a legend, and I'm gonna I'm say it right now: a future Hall of Fame. I'm gonna say it, I'm speaking into existence. 
So what? So is where do you rate Mahomes right now? Is he is he in your top five quarterbacks already? Is he higher than that? Is he top three? I'm hearing all different types of conversations in the media. I want to hear from your voice. So what do you I put have? Right, I put him right. I put him right behind uh, Brady. Brady's number one, and Mahomes number two. JB, J, this, hold on, this is a legend right here. Long Beach, a hundred plus sacks, future Hall of Famer, a Raider, a no, man who sacked the court. Don't put long. We don't Compton. He, Compton don't, legend. Don't I'm sorry, Compton legend. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But he's still that. legend. Long Beach. Did, did, did JB have something different? Did JB oh. have something different? Oh, does he? <laughs> <laughs> does he? He does not. He thinks Mahomes overrated. He thinks he's hey, Greg, he, yeah. I mean, Greg, you we ain't talking so long, Greg. We gotta get on this. Uh, I, I, I'm like my heart's hurting right now because I'm like a Raider ain't never gonna go for a Chief. But here, here's what I gotta say. There's no way this to me. It's Andy Reid sits on a pedestal on his own, and I think he has devised a system in a in a era where you cannot hit the guy back there in the pocket like you once did. And I believe that is something we don't look at no more. I think it's fantasy football driven. And if Patrick Mahomes gets you 50 draft points on DraftKings or something that we start, because these fans are the fan, the fanboys out here, yeah. Greg, are at an all time high and they think yeah, that they right. know football. But when I break down the film and I show that Mahomes is being saved and saved and saved by Andy Reid and his system, people think I'm crazy. And I'm like, hold on. Patrick Mahomes would have never been able to do any of this shit in, in your era or my era. or So I'm lo I look at it and I have to equate that, uh, Greg. And I'm like, they can't hit the quarterback. They can't reroute the receiver. They can't, they can't do anything to him. He cries for every flag. He's like the LeBron of football. And I'm like, man, I just don't like it. And you know me, Greg, I was a roughneck quarterback. I like being rough. I like getting hit. I liked it because it was more it was more rewarding when you threw a touchdown and got hit in the mouth. We used to get all the pussy, Greg. Okay, but who do you who do you put behind? I mean, where you got him ranked though? What who do, who so, do you so have he ranked? Got third. He got his third now. Now we gotta go in that conversation. we we just did a little Mount Rushmore take last week and i i still had so bradshaw got four i put him in there with brady montana and aikman i thought aikman to me won three he won every one of them and was was to me one of the best ball spinners of all time and all that but i believe now you got to start talking about okay well mahomes got his third and he's been to four um but but remember greg i break this down so i i see your point now jb i see your point yeah i mean that's just my we're recently him not able to get to like like them, like them guys you mentioned. Them guys you mentioned was yeah they were getting the, they were getting they they ass handed to them. <laughs> but, but let me ask you, Greg. Let me ask you this to Spinny's point. Like you look at these stats, you look at everything that we're seeing and, and stuff. This guy, in my opinion, it's recency bias, similar to what the Hall of Fame is doing to you. I think they we see Mahomes winning, and now he's the goat to guys that don't know shit about football. Like this last night, it took overtime for him to get his first 300 yards in four playoff games and four Super Bowls. He's won three now, and he's been the underperformer except for last night. He was the underperforming QB in all three. He got blown out by Tampa. He came back and Frisco choked the lead off. He threw for 180 yards last year, and we anoint him as like some guy out here throwing for 500 yards and dominating. He's not. 
He's really doing what the. So why are doing. they in the Super Bowl every single year? The man has never not been in the AFC Championship bare minimum. Like, can we take a a, a step back and think about how hey, great you have Smitty, to be Smitty, to do that, JB? Like that, that's incredible. I, I get your take, Smitty, but I'm back on what I was talking about. Greg to Greg, Greg, I'm talking about. See, we're and, going back, Smitty, to the Smitty, era. Smitty, we're going back Smitty, to the era. The AFC West has been that, horrific. But the AFC South was horrific, and we still get Brady as, as the greatest. So, I mean, if we're going to use that narrative, use that with every single body. I mean, the, control what you you can control. I can't control what era I play in. I can't control who I play against. Only thing I can do is dominate and win. And he's doing it at a level we have never seen. Get that man his flowers. And see, the other thing, too, JB, I would say, too, the era we played in, it was no free agency. So you was going to have that receiver forever. You was going to have that tight end forever. You was going to have, you know, you you didn't have to, you could you can work on your stuff. So you was going to have that receiver there. Great point. I mean, Cliff Branch played, played 15 years. So, you know, he was he was interchanging quarterbacks. But they knew what he, he brought to the game. So uh, that, that thing with no free agency, you're going to have the same guy. That's a good, that's a good point. And I guess my, my last thing here, too, is, if we're going to use error against Mahomes, then let's just stop comparing players, period. Let's never compare players no more. Let's never talk about who's the greatest. Tom Brady's not the greatest. Montez's not the greatest. We don't know who the greatest is because each error had its own different twists and turns and rules and regulations. The rules change every decade. So even though we, we think Brady played in the physical era, which he did, it wasn't the exact same physical uh, era that Montana was playing in it, it. The further we go back, the more physical it was. The less equipment guys had, the more. So if that's the case, then let's just stop comparing. Period, and let's just watch the game for what it is, and let's just enjoy it for what it is. But, but if we're, what, if what we're happens, going to compare, we got we got we got to compare what we see. And my Mahomes is dominant what we've ever seen. But here's what happens when you don't do that. Then you anoint Patrick Mahomes as the greatest thing since sliced bread that we've never seen. But yes, we have seen guys like this before. People act like we've never seen this guy before. Dominate from a winning standpoint. Go watch John Elway and Dan Marino throw football, bro. Like people don't realize they don't want to look at these guys, and that's why I can't do it. In the NBA, Smitty, what do we compare first? Era. Because you the bad boys would have choked some. What up, what up, what up? It's real Coach JB for the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. Prize Picks is here to announce. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into 1000 with pro basketball, pro hockey, and college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. Please make sure you follow along on the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty and download the app today and use code COACHJB for a first deposit match up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Peace. And LeBron, I mean, that's all the argument we ever have. The, the, the bad boy era and the Celtics and the Lakers. That's why we have to compare eras, in my opinion, or you're just going to anoint everybody as the best thing since sliced bread. Who's in this era? You're going to say Micah Parsons is better than Lawrence Taylor. You're going to say you can't do that. It's not fair to the game. 
But it's also not fair to today's players that if you're going to always use error against them, Mahomes can basically do nothing in this era in your mind to ever be an all the all time great because to you the yeah, air is soft. If, if, this, if this man go get eight Super Bowls, you still like, well, he played wow. a, he played a soft <laughs> error. He he couldn't get hit. He couldn't get tackled. So it's like, well, damn, I can't. What's the point of playing if I'm never gonna get my flowers? Hey, Greg, let me ask you this, Greg. If 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 is there not some sort of really at reality to this discussion though like don't you want to have a basics both of you guys got good arguments it's just it's just the conversation uh it's it's the one that you're gonna have to agree to disagree you know what i mean it's gonna be the one that you're gonna you're gonna have to take the air out jb and he's he's gonna have to just see for football for what it's worth uh smitty will yeah. so i just think Y'all both got good good argue, argument points, but you just need to just say, hey, just crown a guy. I mean, especially if he's in Mahomes right now, he's the, one of the best quarterbacks we have right now, besides Lamar Jackson and a few other ones. So, granted, we're going to take him for what he's worth today, just like you would do me uh, from my time that I played against Thank the guys you. that I played. Thank you. Because it was just like somebody said this to, to me, JB, when I, when I remember – when they said, oh, Greg Jones is getting a lot of sacks, they said, yeah, because the, the old line, like you said, it was a run error, right? The old line don't know how to pass block. Thank you. <laughs> so it was like, I'm all sure. right, so well, then, now yeah, you're said, discrediting I said, is you. that my fault? <laughs> Look, Smitty, I said, is that my fault? They don't know how to pass block? <laughs> I mean, they, they do throw the ball in this game, so, you Come know, because they run it a lot. They do throw it still. <laughs> it's my fault they don't know how to pass block, but I think that was just the guy making excuses. So he didn't have to give me my flowers, though. That's because you know he, that's the he perfect he example. He wouldn't, he wouldn't right have there. said that about a, he wouldn't have said that about other players. I tell, trust me when I tell you when when they see other players doing stuff, they go, "Oh, that guy's great. He's this, he's that." But when it comes to somebody else, they go, "Oh, he, uh, they don't know how to pass block yet." <laughs> okay, whatever, man. You can always whatever. find an excuse for anybody that you that you want to find an excuse for. Nobody is flawless. I can find some excuses about and, Brady. And, and, you know, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. In my opinion, it comes down, and this is just fans. This is just fan stuff. This is not Greg Townsend stuff. Fans only like who they like. If they don't like you. They don't. They don't care how how good you are. They don't like you. Mm-hmm. You know. So if a, if a if an analyst ain't on TV saying my name over and over not when and when i'm on even on the sideline he's saying my name when i'm when i'm when the ball 25 yards downfield from me and he's still saying well greg townsend had something to do with that well they, then they think i'm the best thing since sliced bread and i ain't done nothing right but that's what these analysts do today they they will promote the player in such a way i remember even watching when peyton manny was playing he, he just would throw the ball away out of bounds. Look, the analysts go, you see the spiral on that ball? <laughs> throwing it out of bounds. <laughs> why is why that throwing it out of bounds is a good thing? You know, why are we going to switch it and turn it to where it fits our narrative? And it should never do that. But if they like you, they're going to make it happen. If they don't like you, you hear you hear analysts say, oh, that guy needs to, 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 to work on this and work on that. I'm like, you're an analyst. What have you worked on? And you know what? Great point, because the analysts are pushing these narratives, Greg. Like, Troy Aikman won three Super Bowls in, in three chances. He had three chances to win, and he won all three. Bradshaw did this four times. 
You've been around these guys. Brady lost some games. And in an era where they dominated the East, we can argue the East was horrible with his 20-year run. But we have never seen guys that have won multiple quarterbacks be drooled over like Patrick Mahomes. And that's why I'm the guy that has to bring everybody down to reality. Like, hold on, man. Did you watch Aikman in those three Super Bowls? And I don't hear – Do I? did you see Steve Young in Montana? Like, why didn't we drool over those guys because of cell phones, social media, and relevancy? What are we doing now lately? Re- recency bias. Because if you go watch Troy Aikman's film and you put it next to Mahomes' film in those Super Bowls, go go tell me who's better quarterback. I'll wait. <laughs> see, they won't do that, though, Greg. Hey, BJ, I'll give you a good story. I was one time doing a signing. And I had my banner in front of me and says, Greg Townsend, the Raiders all-time sack leader. I had somebody walk up to me and go, you're not the Raiders all-time sack leader. I said, I'm not. Well, who is? Mm. He said, Howie Long is. I said, <laughs> tell you read you. That at? Yeah, I said, yeah. where'd you read that at? They said, I don't have to read it. I know it. So here's, that's, what, that's where fans will go with that. They will go there with you on that. So it's, it's no use. It's just no use. You're right. These fanboys literally are telling you what what they yeah. know. <laughs> and, and and I asked them, I asked them where they read it, and they said, I don't have to. So I kind of know what that was coming from. You know, I can hear the undertone in that. He's like, you black ass ain't nothing. He, he was, it's, it's, it's our guy. It's our guy. Not not that that's your not your ass. Right. So I, I can hear the undertone in a lot of that. And I get that. I get that every so often, though, too. Yeah, it's I, crazy. I mean, crazy. It's just, um, it don't happen on one occasion. They don't. I mean, for one, some of them never even heard of me. I, I know. I, I'll see. I'll I'll see a picture of myself, and I'll see somebody. They say, "Yeah, I like the way you play. You and Howie Long. I can never be standing on my own. I always yeah, got to be exactly. with somebody." You know? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Why though, Greg? You know, before we get out of here, Greg. Why? How are we still on TV? How are we still on? You know what I'm saying? It's relevant. They see him. They see him. So we gotta get you. We gotta get you on some uh, on some airtime, man. You know, I, what it is that they hear his name enough, and it's easy to say for one. Is they hear his name enough? Is it easy? Is a catchy little name? Uh, and 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 yet he looks like a, a Terminator. <laughs> no doubt, Schwarzenegger. Uh, yeah. Hey, Greg, we gotta get you on. We're gonna take a break for for a couple of weeks, but after we get back on, we I'm I want to get you on as much as I can, so we can get back to being some uh, the realest show on planet Earth, like we are. And uh, it's good seeing you again. We gotta hook up. I'll call you later on. We'll hook up and, and get together trainees or something. Sounds good, guys. Thank you very much for having me on. Y'all have a great day, okay? You yes, too, sir, You too. Pleasure yeah. meeting you. Uh, legend, legend right there, Greg Townsend. 108 sacks, Steve, and they're not even talking about him in the Hall of Fame. Like, uh, it's, is it recency bias, Steve? Is this what we're living in because the, nobody knows him? And, and he made a great point, Steve, and welcome in, Steve. I appreciate you calling on a Monday, our last show for a couple weeks. Uh, is he right about... People don't – the journalists are only like four years old compared to, to what they used to be. So the journalists that are voting on Hall of Fame are basically don't even know who Greg Townsend is. So he gets screwed. Well, I think that's a part of it. Uh, but, you know, he played on a very deep defensive line. And Howie, Howie was the star. Then you had Bill Pakel, You know, Bob Golick was a big personality. Scott Davis. 
uh, Sean Jones. Look, he, the guy put up real numbers. I, You know, Greg Townsend, I actually met him one time. This had to be about 20-some-odd years ago uh, when Doug Fisher and I, we would drive from L.A. here to go to all the fights in Las Vegas. We would generally leave on a Friday afternoon, and we went to the Barstow Del Taco. That's like the original Del Taco. We go to it every single time. So Doug and I were getting lunch. And all of a sudden, this guy walks in. And I said, that guy looks familiar. And he literally sits right next to our table. Like, hey, aren't you Greg Townsend? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't believe some random Asian guy knew who he was. <laughs> and we talked We talked football for about an hour. Like, mm. Doug was, like, completely bored by the conversation. He doesn't really like football. But, I, you know, we were asking him about certain things that happened in the 80s. What was it like playing for Al Davis and all that other stuff. So, Generally, when you have a hundred sacks the way he did, that should get you into the conversation. But but there are certain players, especially at certain positions, if you're not an oversized personality, it, it, it starts to become an uphill battle. And unless you have mm. a real advocate or two in the media, you can become very, very forgotten about very, very quickly. Think about it, though, like Matt brought it up. He played in an era where it was 60-40 run to pass. He had to get those sacks in a run-heavy oriented system in the league. Fullbacks, tight ends, whams, kicks. Like, it was a different era than just lining up in a wide nine and rush the passer like the Micah Parsons and the Max Crosby's and everybody Bosa. What up, what up, what up? It's Real Coach AB for the Coach AB Show with Big Smitty. Prize picks is here to announce football season may be over but the action on the floor is heating up whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year get in on the excitement with prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn $10 into 1000 with pro basketball, pro hockey, and college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. Please make sure you follow along on the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty and download the app today and use code COACHJB for a first deposit match up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Peace. JJ Watts and the and the TJ Watts, this is a different era now. They didn't have to play run first. Yeah, and Greg, I remember Greg being a, basically a three-down player. They didn't really kick him out a lot. Um, I still remember Howie Long getting most of the attention for whatever reason. And, um, you know, it is what it is. This game can be very, very political, even within the coaching staffs. But um, when you to get 100 sacks in a career – Especially back then, that is a career. That means you put in work. And I think Greg played with the Philadelphia Eagles after the he Raiders. Did. He did. He had a pretty I mean, good he run there, too. He made to finish in 97, I think. Yeah. yeah. He was just saying. All right, let's get into this. Uh, I was in Vegas, and I was – I went to the I was I was at the radio row and I saw your guys Haney and uh, I mean not Haney I saw your boys at, before they got into a fight Garcia and, and 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 Haney right yeah is there a conspiracy no it was uh who was about to fight in the radio row yeah Haney and Ryan Garcia okay it was Haney let me ask you 
Then during that time, Garcia gets his house ransacked here in L.A. And there's a conspiracy out there now that it was a setup and blah, blah, blah. What's going on? Any, any news you got on any of this drama? Well, I think the house is in Las Vegas uh, or whatever. I Look, I'm not really close with Ryan Garcia, but a lot of these times when stuff like that happens, it's an inside job. And you start hanging out with people that you don't know and you invite them to your house. And they're probably casing the joint. And, and Ryan likes to give off this vibe that he's this cool street kid or whatever. And he probably, I mean, this is my theory. He may have let people into his inner circle. And you let the uh, you let the wolf into the hen house. Mm. You know, Sean Taylor got killed by a bunch of kids he let into his house trying to be a good Samaritan. That's the truth. Man. Let me see. Yeah. See. Yeah. Now nah, that's and true, so man. As Michael Jordan once said, fuck them kids. I, I know. I know. Let that be a lesson. Hey, oh, be man. nice to people. Hey, I've heard, I've, heard him say it. I've heard him say it around Pat Perez, so he still says it. Oh, God bless him. That's why he's the greatest. He said he still says it. You know uh, what? Well, since we're talking about boxing real quick, I know we're going to definitely dive into the Super Bowl because I got to hear your opinion. Steve was there with us yesterday. But while we're on the boxing tip, we're talk, talking to our main man, Jerry, last night, actually about the Haney, uh, the Haney and Garcia fight. And he believes that Garcia might actually knock Haney out. And I know you're not high on Garcia, but like, just like, just take a deep breath, kind of well, just, and just look at like, it, is that a reality? Like, could you see Garcia knocking out Haney for real? Like, I mean, if he lands that vaunted, you know, check left hook of his, I guess. But when I look at the technical precision and the fundamental grounding and who's more put together as a fighter, and I, I think Haney at 140 has found his legs and has got his backside underneath him. Look really good against Regis Pro Gray. Look, is Ryan Garcia dangerous in every fight uh, because of his reflexive nature? Quick, yes. Quick. But he's also very incomplete as a fighter. He has a lot of holes. Um, I think he's really good before and after fights. During the fights, he's eh, you know. And Devin Haney has a very high boxing IQ. If you have one weapon that is yeah. that is dominant. The way Ryan Garcia does, I believe that Devin has the ring IQ and boxing acumen to neutralize or stay away from that weapon. I heard that these guys fought six times an amateur and they're three and three. So I don't know if that holds any weight, but I mean, that means something to me. That means these guys are familiar with each other. Obviously, your skill set changes. I, I get it. You know, you get better. You learn other things. But still, you fight somebody six times an amateur, Steve, like, and, and you split three, three. That tells me that there's a chance. I, I Before... Hearing this information yesterday and talking and all that about the fight more, I thought it was gonna be a clear cut favorite. Haney is gonna win. Now I don't know. Now, now I'm oh, actually, you're falling I'm, I'm for it. I'm falling oh, for it. You're falling for I'm it. Falling I, for it I would be surprised if Ryan Garcia wins more than two, three rounds in a twelve round fight. I'm I, that's just my belief. And the other thing is, if, if Haney moves and he's got much better feet. Because Ryan has to be planted and set on his heels to land that hook. He does not do a great job of coming forward, stepping with the jab. Um, I I don't know. Look, are they familiar with each other? Yeah, they're three and three. But, I mean, they fought each other as, what, 10 years old to 15 years old, right? You know, these mm -hmm. amateur tournaments, a lot of these kids know each other for years. But they're in their mid-20s now. You know, I remember when Mike Tyson fought Henry Tillman after he lost to a Buster Douglas. 
Henry Tillman actually beat Mike Tyson in the 84 Olympic trials, took his spot on the Olympics. It's a bit of an upset. So, you know, they develop as pros, and the storyline was, well, Mike Tyson's coming back, and he's facing the guy that beat him in the Olympic trials. That fight went 60 seconds. <laughs> so what did it really mean? Not much. That's true. I guess we shall I see. see. <sighs> it's been a No, no, I'm done. I'll say, I guess we shall see, man. We got, we got to go to Super Bowl, JB, man. Jump in, jump in. Steve, all right, you were here last night, Football Palooza Super Bowl uh, edition. Um, I think I ran out of food. I didn't expect that many. We had about 50 people here. So let me ask you, uh, what's your take? what was your takeaway? You got to sit in the Palooza and watch it. I was hosting, walking around. I didn't see much besides Travis Kelsey pushed a legendary head coach like a straight pussy. I, I got to see uh, Mahomes finally reached 300 yards, uh, took him overtime in a Super Bowl. And the longest touchdown in the game was 21 yards. And I thought, I, I kept, as I got more intoxicated, I was walking in there with you guys and I would say, this is a horrible game. And everyone thought it was the greatest Super Bowl ever. And I'm sitting there, let's be honest, Steve. Smitty thought it was great because of the halftime show. Stop it. It wasn't great football, Smitty. Steve, go take it away, Steve. What did you think about the game? Give me your well, take. Halftime show, I didn't, I didn't watch a single minute. I don't really give a um, the game got good in the last quarter and a half. Uh, for much of that game, it kind of looked like the uh, Patriots-Rams games from about three, four years ago. Which hey, I but I bet you JB loved that one, but we'll continue. That, 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 but, you know, look, the Niners are going to live with this the whole offseason. A lot of little things. The fumble on the first drive, that's on calf. The second drive, they blew up with their own penalties. Um... Uh, Coming out of halftime, they had two possessions in great field position. One after the interception did nothing with it. A lot of little things that they did not get right. The punt muff, you know, where one of the guys got uh, clipped on the ball and the returner had to pick it up. They're going to relive about six, seven plays over and over and over again. And I thought the Niners, they didn't have a receiver that could really stretch the field and threaten uh, consistently downfield on the uh, Chiefs' defensive backs. And you saw some of the limitations of Brock Purdy, but at the end, I got that sinking feeling like, here comes Mahomes and Reed. And you could kind of see it uh, the last drive or two. Like, man, they got they're, they're, they have stuff in their back pocket that they're going to bring out. Um, and the Niners had a third down or two, and they had a fourth down. They just could not get home. And once, once uh, they threw that little shovel screen to, uh, to Kelsey – to get them within the 10, I said, oh, here it comes. It just felt inevitable that they were going to score a touchdown. So, uh, again, and I just wonder, did Shanahan get away from his best player a little bit too much? I thought McCaffrey should have been fed the ball a little bit more. I, I said the same thing. Smitty said he had 21 cat touches. 22 carries, eight, eight receptions. He had 30 touches, y'all. I hear y'all. I mean, I guess he could have got 40, 45, 50. But, I mean, golly, at some point, nah, at, nah. Some, at some point, you do have a quarterback. And I, I get it. We're saying, you know, he's a game manager. But you got to – this is the NFL in 2024. You got to throw the ball to win the game. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just I, – I think blaming this on Shanahan, just, I think it's, it's a cop-out, y'all. Like, I don't look at this game and say, you know what, Shanahan – no, you mentioned the plays right now, Steve. The muff punt. Like that, that was a momentum shift when that happened. That changed the game. Let I, me let me let me I ask you. You can't control that. Why why you're taking this rant? Let me ask you something. Why, if this guy's so good of a play caller and he's so great, and he and we keep talking about Shanahan, and we still 
on this show today still want to give him a pass. And at least Whitlock came on and said, ah, he's gonna, it's going to start getting heavy, JB, on what you've been saying about him. But uh, it's been this way. He has not changed. I don't understand why we can continue to ride this Shanahan bandwagon. He's choked more than anybody in the history. Look at his stats. Like, why are we not uh, addressing the elephant in the room? To your point, Smitty, let me ask you this. If you're so great, to my point. Why isn't Kittle a fucking major part of the offense? Why is this guy not being targeted to control the clock? If you're going to get away from CMC, you got to use Kittle. And they don't. Look at what the Chiefs do to Kelsey and how he controls the game when he gets the ball. The game change tide changes. Kittle don't get the ball. I'm like, what are we doing? Why is Kelsey this- didn't get the ball all first half either. I don't know. Like, people scheme. It's, like, it's not like he went to the game. I'm like, I'm not going to use Kittle. Like, it, it, people scheme against him. They try to give him the ball a couple times. Purdy didn't fit it in there. It was, it was, it just, I, I, like, things happen. You're a head coach, JB. I'm sure there's certain games you look back on. You're like, yeah, I probably could have used my ex a little bit more. I could have used this. But, like, the other team coaches, too, guys, they watch the tape, too, and they take things away from you, and you have to adjust off that. You can't force things just because I he's Kittle. I got to find a way. Well, it depends on, on how he's being guarded, what's, what's going on. Like, I think it's easy to just come on here and just say, use McCaffrey more, use Kittle more, use Debo. Well, sure, the common fan can just say that. But I'm saying, like, why? why? Let's act, let, let's break down the film and say, why was Kittle not, not being used? What was I, going on? What was it. happening? I'm going to be doing it. But you, this is my take, though. You pay a guy, Smitty, Steve, and CMC $30 million to give him 20 touches? Like, let's be honest here. What well, are we yeah, 30, about? But I, I'm just telling you, I, I, I'm with you, Coach. Kittle's actually underused. He needs oh, to get. Yeah. He needs to have twelve targets a game. It's glaring. And, and I it's see glaring. too many games where Kittle, for quarters at a time, is not a factor or enough of a factor. And Steve, to Smitty's you know? point, you got it. What we're going to Smitty's going to say a mid or or a developing quarterback going on. Correct. Let's just say yeah, that. He's cool. Yeah. Wouldn't you think his safe haven would be the tight end and Kittle? Like, what are we talking about? Like, that's what I don't understand. When we talk about football, we're like, why are we not talking about getting him the ball? And and and, and we we anoint Shanahan, and I'm like, Shanahan's the biggest choke job ever, and I get taken heat for it. I'm like, so let me ask you this, Steve. Transition to the key, to Queendom base because I'm going to take it all day and all, and all that. Andy Reid, Spagnola, Mahomes. Put him in pecking order as to importance on this team. Well, the players matter. Um, but Andy Reid, um, his ability to reinvent this wheel without Tyree Kill for a few years now, they are now kind of a ball control team. They're not the, they're not going to hit you with a lot of or overwhelming amount of explosives. Uh, they play a really fancy version of ball control, but still be physical with Pacheco. Um, you know, the, the the way that Andy Reid has been able to kind of evolve his team to what he has. And I still think they need to make an adjustment or an investment into a wide receiver, a true number one, because they just have a lot of parts uh, outside. And I, it's, it's an amazing job. If you look at Andy Reid and Mahomes, that combination, every year they are basically guaranteed to at least go to the AFC title game. And now he has, what, three Super Bowls, four Super Bowl runs. Um, and, but Spagnola is one of the great big game defensive coordinators of all time. If you look at what he's been able to do, I don't know if he gets another head coaching job. I don't know why there's not a big uproar that he's not getting a lot of um, interviews. 
I know he's had his shot, didn't work out. He may be a guy that's like a buddy, Ryan, better off as a coordinator. But I don't know. Look, players matter. Uh, but I will say one thing about Randy Reed. Throughout his career, whatever quarterbacks he has, uh, they generally, well, at the very least, go to the playoffs. I, I do want to make this, you know, I got this interesting stat right here. I just wanted to, to list off, not to take anything away from the great Andy Reid because he's amazing. But I will say this. Andy Reid, without Mahomes, has an overall record of 11-13 and 13 in postseason play as a head coach. 11-13 and 13 without Mahomes. Since he's been with Mahomes, 15-3 and three in postseason mm. play. So, I get Andy Reid, Gilman Flowers, his scheme. I, we see it. He's amazing. Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame resume. But we talked about stats earlier with, with, with JB. These are the real numbers. 11 and 13 opposed to play without Mahomes, 15 and 3 with them. So you can be a hell of a coach and draw up the scheme, and it can be amazing and beautiful. But at the end of the day, players make plays. And without Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid is ringless. No rings. Losing record in the playoffs. So I got to put Mahomes at the top when to answer JB's question. Mahomes has to be – he's at the top. Without Mahomes, there's none of this. I don't disagree. But I, I remember Andy Reid in Philly. I remember when they had Donovan McNabb, and they'd always go basically to the championship game. They went to one Super Bowl, and they had no talent outside. They had a wide receiver crew that was very uh, – I'd say mediocre back in Big Philly stand, in the early 2000s. Yeah. But – Look, the one thing about Mahomes, he has an ability to extend plays, and he kills you with the third down runs. And and, and late in that game, he started keeping the ball a little bit. But it's a great combination. Uh, but Mahomes, he's now getting to that level where if that ball is in his hands the last four to five minutes, and it's a one-possession game. It's almost like Montana. I had the same feeling. Tom Brady, you had the same feeling. Night, night. John Elway, to a lot of to, uh, a lot of instances, you kind of knew like this is going to be very dangerous and tough. He's gotten to that level that there is a mystique to Mahomes that do not let him hang around. And that's what San Francisco did. I felt after the first quarter, they should have been up at least a touchdown. And then at halftime, they're only up 10-3. And I kept saying, this should be a 17-3 or 14-3 game. And the fact that they were only up 10-3, I said, uh-oh, they're going to allow this to happen. You had that sinking feeling. And when they didn't score the touchdown in the first overtime, you kept thinking, oh, this is not good. Yeah. Steve, I, I don't know if you've seen this. Um, Andy Reid with Alex Smith, okay? While he was the co- while he was the quarterback there, I believe was 50 and 26. Mm. Um, Mahomes went 92 and 49 with Reid. And I mean uh, McNabb, sorry. And Mahomes is 74 and 22 under Reed. They're all the fucking same percentage. The guy wins the same amount of time. Right. I know. Are we talking about regular season now? I thought you didn't care about regular season. No, I thought the only thing that matters to you is the playoffs. And no, the overall, hold on. I'm talking about overall record. I'm, I'm and what sure. I'm saying is, we sure. just talked to Greg Townsend, who just mentioned this. Mm-hmm. Isn't it about what you want to dismiss? The era? You cannot sit here and say that that era and that division in the NFC East is the AFC West in the, over the last six years. There's just no way you can't you cannot dismiss it when we're talking about Super Bowls. Like you cannot tell sit here and tell me that the Eagles didn't have a much much different obstacle in front of them. 
And this one right here has been much a little bit easier with a better roster. The Chiefs have had clear-cut better rosters than the Eagles did. Let's just be honest. In a horrible division. So you can't sit here and not compare eras. That's what you want to take away, Smitty. Steve, that was our point. You can't dismiss the eras, or you would have to dismiss basketball too, and NBA, and everybody else. The eras matter, don't they? If you're going to use era, though, I just think we have to just stop having debates about who's the best and who's the greatest because, again, like I said earlier, in your opinion, you think this era is the worst era of football. So if that's if that's what's already in your mind and no one can take that away from you, that means whatever happens in this era, whatever greatness happens from Mahomes or whoever else, you're going to put an asterisk next to it because you're going to say, yeah, he's great, but he played in the worst era of, of all time. So there's nothing Mahomes could do to really ever elevate and, and be in that conversation of the of the your Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks because in your opinion, this is the worst era. So, but my thing is, Steve, you can always point and pick things out from every single era if you want to nitpick. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys used to used to wear leather helmets and just ran the ball 50 times back in the days. And, you know, and I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, if you want to just point and pick and do all that, we can always do that. And there's something from each era. Tom Brady played in a weak, a weak division his whole entire career, and we call him the GOAT. So I just don't understand, like, all the nit, nitpicking that we're doing. Okay, that's that's cool. Let's do that. But do that for every single – do it for the 70s, the 80s, the not each decade. Let's make sure we nitpick all the great teams and great quarterbacks and be consistent. Let's not do it when it benefits our argument or our narrative, Steve. Yeah, look, I, you know, to me, I, I've never had Brady as my GOAT. I've always thought it was – uh, Joe Montana. I thought Joe had a better ability to extend plays. He had quicker feet. Um, Mahomes has that ability. I, I Mahomes' mobility um, and his uh, just, I think he's really uh, dogged in there. Like he, he's a great competitor. And uh, he's got that mystique, though. But we got to see. Let's see the other half of the career. Troy Aikman won three Super Bowls in the first half of his career the last seven years. It really petered down as the talent level went down, the coaching went down. There was no Jimmy Johnson to actually run the ship. So, you know, before we start putting anyone in all-time great status, I, I still think you got to let a guy play a 10 to 15 years, look at the overall scope of the career. But I look at that roster of the Chiefs, you know, they have a lot of good parts. They don't seem all that old. And if they can get a wide receiver, a solid number one, if it's not going to be a Tyree Kill level guy, but a, a Dwayne Bowe level type of guy that you know that you, you can count on for 80 to 85 catches, it's going to consistently catch the ball and not Kadarius Tony. They, they still seem to have a lot of good football and some rings left in them. And Steve, to Smitty, this is the take that no one wants to talk about. Um, Aikman came in and went one in 15 as a rookie and got his fucking head knocked in on a horrible organizational roster and and a, and a roster and an organization that was a sinking ship. He resurrected that with you got of course you go get Jimmy, you go get these great players and you go get you surround them like all the other NFL Super Bowl winning teams have done in the history of the game, right? But he got his banes beat in and had to go through that. Patrick Mahomes inherited a team that was a machine already that was rolling. Alex Smith and that team was pretty damn good already. They weren't Super Bowl ready, but they were pretty good. They weren't a 1-15 in team. Like, we got to look at the players who've come into certain situations and have done what they've done. This was a, a much easier road traveled compared to a lot of these others that we've seen. 
with the Brady and them and the go going to New England, who was kind of yeah, they had a Super Bowl with Bledsoe, I believe. That was not a very good team. But guess what? They had a roster already, a foundation that was pretty much intact. These other guys have struggled and had to build a organization through osmosis, through time, through trial and error, through getting your brains brains beat in with horrible rosters. But they don't get any credit for that, Smitty. You don't give Aikman credit for that. You don't give Steve Young waiting, waiting, and waiting for fucking Montana to leave and then still win it and throw five touchdowns in the Super Bowl. He just gets overlooked now. Like, we're just looking at what have you done for me lately, and I truly believe that's why you got to have eras. You know, just like you said, maybe we have to start putting them in different eras. Maybe Mahomes is to go to this era because he's a winner. Steve, I got to ask you, can you win, be a great winner, He's three for four in Super Bowls. He's been to four. He's been to six straight AFC East and all that. And I've, I'm, I, on this show, I've, I think I've said I have Mahomes at number one because he wins in this generation right now in the, of quarterbacks in the league. Can you be a great winner and not a great quarterback though? Like I, I, um, just, I think I this, mean, I this think it goes hand in hand. I mean, I, look, I still think Mahomes this year. And it, this could be a lot of different. I don't think he did a great job of getting the ball off on time a lot. But again, he did not have a great set of receivers. <laughs> he really didn't. And you couldn't trust any of the guys. Um, but the way the game is played now, you, you, a lot of it is going to look like schoolyard football. You scramble around, quarterbacks are protected. But as of right now, I don't see who you would take in a big game over Mahomes. I really don't. I, it's not. I don't even think it's all that close, to be honest with you. You know, when you had Brady, you could always. There was always a group of guys that say, "Well, we like Peyton Manning." Right now, I don't know if there's a true rival. I know people like Burrow. Here's the problem with Burrow: it's always hurt. Always hurt. God always me. hurt. I can't trust the guy to be out there. The one thing about Mahomes, he's had, I think, an injury or two when that quarterback sneak in Denver in 2019. But I do know this about Mahomes, the way, even with the way he plays the game, he keeps himself nice and clean physically, and he's out there 16, 17 games a year. What, um, what the hell yeah, hell no, Steve, before you get out of here, I appreciate you coming on on a Monday. We'll be down for a few weeks and revamp. Um, appreciate you being on all year. Let me ask you, Steve, uh, Andy Reid, Mahomes, are you already ha- do you already have them in the greatest tandem of all time discussion? On the discussion, but I, I still think it's tough to beat Walsh, Montana. Um, Chuck Noll, Bradshaw, they won four. Uh, Belichick, Brady. I mean, they did it for about, what, 20 years? So let, let's let's just play out a little bit. But Jimmy they are, Aikman, Jimmy Aikman. Yeah, I mean, that was truncated, unfortunately. Jerry had to screw that whole thing up. But I, Let me I, ask you this on the flip side, though, before you get out of here. On this 49er side in Shanahan, I asked Whitlock this. And he said, interesting, he thought about it as well. Are, do you resent, does this Niners team resemble the Buffalo Bills four-in-a-row era? Kind of, sort of. Because we're talking about a team with the top three roster. The only difference is the Bills had a Hall of Fame quarterback with Jim Kelly. Right. And that that's the difference. Um. And the Bills, the outside the first one with the wide right with Norwood, those other Super Bowls, those NFC teams were better. Yeah. They really were. They were like the 91 Redskins were an incredible team. That's one of the top 10 teams I've ever seen. 
they were unbelievable. Mark Griffin had that dream season. They had the posse outside. They ran that explosive bunch. Great offensive line. They had Daryl Green, Wilbur Marshall, Charles Mann. They had all sorts of studs. The 92-93 Cowboys were a dynasty. And I remember in that era, it was very clear. The AFC was not nearly as physical, big, or strong as the uh, NFC. So they would always run into a problem. So, I mean, the Bills maximized everything. I just wonder, are the Niners maximizing what they had? If you look at their two Super Bowl losses, the quarterback play was not, not good enough, in my view. Jimmy Garoppolo missed throws in that other Super Bowl. And I thought Brock Purdy's limitations yesterday showed up at some of the worst times, even though he made some plays at the end. But, yeah, there is, there is a Bills-like feel to it, although Buffalo made four straight Super Bowls, though. that, that That's a pretty big difference. Different. Yeah, that's definitely a little different, man. Yeah. I, listen, I appreciate <laughs> coming on. I, I just – I. It, it, it's going to be interesting as we go go through this thing. Uh, he's, he's 28 years old, Steve. Can he surpass Brady? I, I don't know, but he he's sure on track right now. And like I said, I we can talk about the errors and all that. He's a winner. He's winning. He's winning games. And uh, as you leave, though, your thoughts, any shot at all that Andy Reid said, I've had enough of the prima donnas, the Kelsey's running into me, the drama I got to deal with. Does he walk away or does he Is he say I got to win a three-peat first time ever? I wouldn't. Why, why walk away? I remember Bill Walsh walking away after 88 and they handed the team to George Seifert. And two months later, he said, I made the biggest mistake of my life. Vince Lombardi had the exact same thing. Uh, when he stepped down after they won the first two Super Bowls, he knew it was a um, – a huge mistake because they moved him upstairs and he ended up coming back to the Redskins. Um, who else did that? Every coach that walks away, Dick Vermeil will tell you, after 1999, when they handed that team off to Mike Marks, he said, what the hell am I doing? Mm. These things are so rare. And if you have a machine that is still capable of winning, and as long as you have a healthy Chris Jones that can anchor your defense inside. And I thought he was really good last night. He disrupted a few plays that may have swung the game. And if Spags is still running your defense, why would you leave? I, why? I, I don't get it. For After all those years of, of being frustrated at the very mountaintop where you can't get over the cliff, now you're at the mountaintop. I, I would try to let someone knock me off. And very few coaches get a chance to coach a Mahomes and to ride the wave. I, I, if I was him, and again, I don't know what he's going through physically, health-wise, personally, I would keep this thing going. On the flip side of the Niners, though, what do you do there? Is it, I know everybody's saying, oh, you can't fire Shanahan. I, okay, so we're, we're, this is the era we're in. We're not going to fire anybody who hurt anybody's feelings. So we're going to keep Shanahan, I'm sure. We know that. What do you do, though? I I, I had a viral video go go crazy a couple of months back when I said this Niners roster is like having hubcaps on a Rolls Royce. If you don't have a big-time QB with a ro roster like they have, you're going to struggle. And people say, well, the salary cap don't work like that, Coach. Well, yeah, it does because the Rams did it and won a Super Bowl. So did the Buccaneers, and so are the Chiefs. So you can quarterback heavy your salary and still win, obviously. And Shanahan has yet to figure that out. That's the number one knockout yeah. on him, Smitty and Steve. I'm just I don't know who you get, though. That's I know. There's a, there's a lot of guys, but. Kirk Cousins. Uh, Off an injury, though? 
Kirk Cousins. Yes, they will win it with Kirk Cousins. More talented uh, than, than Brock Purdy. More experience. I'll be honest. The guy I was balling out before he got hurt this year. If y'all guys remember, he was, early in the season, he was balling out. He was. I think he's – I think – I'm just telling you, I think that he's a dead fish in water. I think he's missed the window. I think Shanahan's missed this. Lynch has missed this because it is is what it is now. Like, there's no coming back from this because they missed the window on getting a guy named Aaron Rodgers, and they should have did everything they could have done to get Aaron Rodgers. They still could have had this roster intact with Aaron Rodgers, and they missed it, and they dropped the ball. And there's a reason why Shanahan went after 45-year-old Tom Brady last year before the playoffs started, because he knows. He knows. And I told you on this show, Sam Darnold is a better fit on this Mm. roster. But he won't get that love or shine because why? So I'm just telling you. I've said it. You think Darnold's the answer? I I think he's a better fit on this roster. We haven't seen Sam Darnold on a competent roster ever. And he's more talented than Purdy. You you don't debate me about being more talented than Purdy. I disagree with that. But mentally, I well, you don't know, though, Smitty. How, how mentally stable would you be with six head coaches and eight OCs? Well, I'm a dog. I, I, I'm probably a bad example, but I understand what you're saying. Hey, Steve, what do you got going on today? You got Mario? Uh, no, we're going to do that tomorrow. Mario's traveling back from some engagement, uh, some uh, thing, and then uh, we're doing Whitlock later, and I got to uh, do some other stuff, and then I got to pump up my article um, on Tiafima Lopez, what a disaster he had. And then just get on with the rest of the week. The start of another great week. Hey, we'll talk. We'll hang out um, while we while we do the revamp, and then I'll be on Whitlock later too. All right, bro. Appreciate it, guys. See you guys later, bro. See you next month. All right, Steve Kim. um, Stephen Kim. All right, just maybe. I mean, you can't have a more loaded show. We haven't even had to have any topics. We ain't had to do anything. I like shows like this, man. This is fucking good. It's th- look at the views right now. The view list. I'm a metrics guy. Look at the numbers right now. It's our can biggest. You, it's one of my get, biggest shows ever. Can you get the guest in? Because yeah. I do it every day. Easily, easily, easily. Hey, so we got a little show up update. All right, where, where we are. We got one of the most loaded shows on planet Earth. Um, See, they didn't even know me and Greg Townsend are boys. They didn't even know that. Know we, that. We've been boys for a long time. Greg Greg and I, we're going to talk about getting him on the whole spring uh, during the week, make him a norm, a regular on the show. Uh, so we got Trent Richardson, Eric Weddle, Jeff Nadu, and Tank Johnson yet to come. Oh, yeah. Jeff's going to hop on here for a few minutes. We're going to talk about the over under bets, the trap, the, the what he said, uh, those other things that he was talking about, um, and uh, this is this is I want to show you guys something, and I want to get this in um, to to Bailey real quick, uh, Bailey. I'm putting you, I'm putting this in the, I'm putting this in the chat, Bailey. Can you get this video in real quick? This is why I think the 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 errors matter and shit. Um, because I believe this is the fan, the fan that we are witnessing today, which is the fantasy draft king fan duel, uh, prize pick, bet online. Everybody that thinks they are a better, why you see more players than ever doing betting, right? It's because of these guys. 
These guys are the guys who think that their quarterback, their players, et cetera, are the best. It's these degenerates that lo I love Jeff when he talks about these degenerates. Take a look at this. I know that bitch wasn't wiping the TV down with fucking Windex, homie. The TV got broke. <laughs> That's why I feel like it's, it's a skit because of that, honestly. It seems too fake because of that, you know. Like, Jeff, man, we appreciate you. We're at the most loaded show we've ever had. Uh, legend after legend. Uh, you're one of them. You, you have got to be kidding me. You are fucking insane. You, dude, what? You just will not give this guy his flowers. What is up? What is wrong with you? you oh, you must have thought I was a bitch. You just, oh, you I got it. You thought I was going to lay down and let you fuck me in the ass, huh? I got it. I'm supposed really to, need to, fuck I'm supposed to do what you Seriously. fucking say to do, huh? What I'm supposed to do what her. she's out here supposed to do, right? Fuck him, homie. That motherfucker's still I mean, mid. Still you know mid. He's hurt, though? He's still mid. He's still mid. Yeah, he's still mid. Andy Reid and Magnolia had nothing to do with it last night, right? Say it again. With that mid-ass receiver core. Come on. So man. maybe Andy Reid's better than you think. How about that? I know. Have you about no that? one ever wants to give the guy – it's never his fault. It's never his fault for them for winning. It's always, oh, he's got a great coach, or he's got a great defense, or Kyrie Kill. It's always, you know. So you, you say the same thing, Jeff, about Brady and fucking Belichick. What are you talking about? Why is that different? What? Yeah. Brady, so you tell me that Brady's the only reason you always Listen, shit on Belichick. But 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 let me explain again. What has fucking Belichick done since he hasn't had Brady? Fucking who gots? That's the point. That's what we have. We have okay. the facts. No shit. Look at the damn fucking team and the structure of this whole organization. So if, if you're so okay, if and when Mr. Reed leaves, Coach Reed leaves, then I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Oh, but it's important. It's okay. coming. But let, every me, time you, let me get your take on Coach Reed real quick since you watch the game. The Kelsey hitting him. Uh, you, this is a legendary guy. You're about respect, Jeff. You, this guy, why should this guy have to put up with this shit? I, I just want to I want to get your take because why would you not walk away and say, fuck you, go ahead and win it without me? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I don't know what that was all about. Um, look, I did think it was a bit crazy that he was off the field at certain points. And look, he was frustrated. They pumped. Pacheco was brutal in that game. I, I hate to tell you. He was awful at times. Um, but that said, he shouldn't be off the field. You shouldn't be doing stuff like that, especially with Reed. And he's kind of a guy you have to, you know, show the ultimate respect to always. Um, let me listen, ask I, I'm about, I'm about sick, sick of I, him anyway. I got blown up about you, and that's why I wanted to get you on because people are hitting me and like, man, Nate is great at fucking these things. He, everything he said, he goes over and under. Look at what Jeff was saying, the under. Look what he said about the trap, the, the, the Swifties and all that shit. Um, when he flew into L.A., she got into L.A. on Saturday night, and then we knew it was a done deal. Uh, we, we knew about the over-under seven showings and all that shit. Um, so you were right on both. You said the under. D did it hit? 
right at 47 and it was at 47 and a half officially was uh so they would have to make that extra point to fuck a lot of people i'm glad they don't have to kick that extra point yeah so how'd it work out well total was 47 and a half game stayed under it i mean again it was it was as we would say in the business a hand ride it was an easy winner the whole way um i had the chiefs as well um obviously that was a bit difficult but i mean guys did you happen to notice as soon as Miko Hardman caught the touchdown, they didn't pan to the team. They didn't pan to the coach. They didn't pan to anybody. They panned to the box of a fucking singer celebrating. Did you notice that? They didn't pan to the team. I didn't even notice that. That's crazy. I didn't That's notice crazy. that. Yeah, I did notice it, and somebody told me that too, Jeff, and I saw you say that too on your tweet. I It blew my mind. We had like 50-some people here last night at a party, and we were I was hosting, walking around, but someone was like, they showed this broad. I heard it just over in conversation. They showed this broad in Hardman, who dropped huge balls this year and, and then was with the Jets, came back over here to help them win, wins the game. That's a hell of a story. You show her. Insane. I, I, I thought I was, like, the only one that saw it where I was. I, I said, wow, they really – I didn't pay attention because I think after the play, I was so like, oh, I was oh, – you know, I kind of stopped looking, yeah, but it's crazy. Sure. And, again – we're, we're frustrated with Taylor Swift because she's the person that they're showing, but it's not really her fault, though. Like, she can't control yeah, what the production team is doing. You know what I'm saying? That's the, the production team. And then to me being in production and understanding how shit works, the views is fucking go crazy when they show her. So it's like, as a production team, who the fuck am I to limit our views because, you know, some of the football purists, like, you know, you and I, whatever, don't like it. As so so I like spice now up there. I spice or whatever. She's, she's a, I, like, Look, I, I get why they did it. it was I, just, I thought a bit, you know, maybe at that point, let's see the team. Right. Andy yeah. Reed, like that, sure. that might have been the thing. But listen, I said to you guys on Friday, I, I didn't quite understand why the Chiefs were an underdog. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. Obviously, we discussed Brock Purdy. Let's just be real. Against quality opponents this year, he just wasn't very good. Um, that said, I saw it this morning, and I'm not sure. This can't be true, but I'm still trying to understand why you take the ball when you win the the, the toss in, in overtime. Didn't make it made it, it almost seemed to me that they didn't know the rules because there's literally no reason you take the ball. None. It, it doesn't benefit you whatsoever. And I think today I saw that supposedly they didn't go over the rules. There's a report out there. Um... I'm going to send it to Bailey right now. E-Dub's in the back. He's coming on, Jeff. Um, Bailey, I just texted you. Can you pull it up? There's a report, Smitty. I don't know if we've been doing this show that's back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. There's a report out there that the Niners' whole roster, and coaches included, had no idea that the Super Bowl rules were different than the regular season rules. And this is a report out there now. Um, is it, I don't know is, if it's is, is, is it, is it, I'm gonna say, is it validated or just, just rumors? It's on ESPN. So I don't know it, what the deal is, but um, having said that, like how uh, could it be true? Could you guys think that's really, could that really be true? Of course. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it, it was could like be. when uh, Donovan McNabb didn't know there were ties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, hey, hey, Jeff, man, you know. I had to get everybody on. We're off for two weeks, and I wanted to get everybody that's been a contributor, and I appreciate you, man. You're legendary, and we'll talk in the offseason or uh, in this next week or so and, and, and when we revamp the show and come up with some stuff, and hopefully we try to get some money and we all get paid on this deal in the second part of the season. 
I'll tell you what, it was a great year for NFL for me. I had a very good season, so I'm very happy with it. Thank you, guys. Shout out, man. And uh, basketball next, college hoops. I don't know. We, we got to make you do a segment on that. Sounds good. I'll be here. Have a good All right, then yeah. they do. All right, guys. One legend to another, man. And this, wow. and this is like a damn superstar, all-star type of show. Like, <clears> great <throat> show. Great show so far, man. Great show. You guys are killing it. If, 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 it, if it's like I'm watching Saturday Night Live or like in, in living color, just stars just everywhere. And I don't, it's crazy. Like, this is really hey, Smitty, he's mad at me right now. You see, he didn't want to come on the show. He's like, now, fuck you to stay all night in Vegas and do an all-nighter with me. And seriously, seriously, like the only thing I had was 8.30 dinner. 8.30 dinner. And I figure, okay, I'll be done around 11 o'clock. Dinners take a long time in Vegas. I get a text at 10 o'clock. I'm leaving. I'm like, Leave for what? Why? Why are you leaving in the middle of the night? Like we got a whole night ahead of us. Like I was thinking we were gonna go go to the bars, you know, this and that. And the next thing I know <laughs> is my dog's leaving, and he's like, "Man, I gotta get out." My dogs. I'm like, "The dog. What's five more hours gonna do for the dogs?" But hey, I, 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 it's, so, it's, I all so it's all stuff. good. It's all good. Well, we're in and out today. We're in and out. We're knocking these out back to back. We got legends. Uh, Love it. Let me ask you, what's your take on the Super Bowl right away first? I just got to get your take on that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a great show. Greg, uh, Greg was, uh, you know, lead off the, the first interview with Whitlock. And the, and the legend uh, after that uh, was very cool to hear his perspective. And, and to the, the old guys, right? Not the old guys in a sense, but yeah. the legends of the of the game back in the day. The, the respect and uh, admiration for those guys is being lost as the years go on because it's not talked about. Like he said, Al Davis didn't even have his name in the building. Like, how does that? How does that even happen? But uh, respect to him. Love the show. I'm, I'm caught up. Loved everything. Two points for me. <clears throat> Amongst everything else, uh, it's it, it, I, and I know a lot is being said about the carries and touches. Uh, Thirty touches for C Mac. The, the the problem is is I think he got I think he got like six touches in overtime. There are two issues that I have where I think the Niners lost this game. Okay, first one after the pick, after the pick in the third quarter, they went three series. They went nine passes, two runs in those three series. Got zero points. You could have won the game in that moment, and you went pass, 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 punt. Next series, pass, pass, pass. Right then and there, you allowed the Chiefs to stay in this game where you could have stepped on their throats, commanded and demanded who we are. We're going to commit, we're going to just take your souls. And what you did is you passed. And I knew that was my biggest fear for the Niners is Shanahan would get in the way of putting too much in Purdy's hands. Okay. Purdy played a solid game. The reality is, how many balls did he complete outside of the numbers or vertical throws? He completed one against man-to-man, a sale route by number three, which is the easiest throw to make in man-to-man. You know what, pre-snap, get to your drop, I slide left. It's it's as easy as easy can come. When you show single high to a quarterback, you're dead, okay? It doesn't matter what type of quarterback you are, okay? But the reality is, is he is a system quarterback, and he they, they had it. Their defense played amazing. And I'm not even a Niners. I, I like to see good football, right? And I was... For much of that game, I was rooting for both teams because the Chiefs played horrible for three quarters. And I'm just sitting there like, how is this team in the Super Bowl, for one? 
The right. defense is hanging around, but on the flip side, the Niners have mistake after mistake from from the calling that some issues with the play calls from not taking advantage of some situations. And then you guys just talked about it for the life of me. They must not have known the rules for overtime. You can't tell me there is a reason to take the ball in overtime. It is as simple as this guys. You cannot win the game taking the ball in overtime. You can only lose the game. Does that make sense? Right. You can, you can't win the game taking the ball. So how in the world in the biggest game, you make that mistake. I, I I don't know. And people defending that, oh, I want the ball third. You are lying to yourself. And you should say right now that it was the biggest mistake of that game for taking the ball because you shouldn't. There's really? no reason. Smitty, there's no reason to take the ball there. No, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I just, I, okay, let's say the Chiefs get the ball first. The Chiefs go down and score a touchdown. Now yes, you're, okay. you're putting pressure on your that, offense. Like, yeah, what's, yeah. What's, like, At least you know what to do, Smitty. You know what to do. I got to score a touchdown, and now I can go win the game with a two-point conversion. If you score first, mm, you okay. have no shot at winning. That's my whole thing. I'd rather put win. the pressure on my defense, though, because my defense has been balling down there most of the game, and my offense has been struggling. Purdy, like you, you just alluded to, made one good outside throw the entire game. I'd rather us go down there, get a field goal, whatever we're going to get, put the pressure on my defense, know, my D-line, who's balling out all game, and let them close out. Smitty, it's not how you're playing. It's just basic facts. It's not college. It's you have no shot to win the game. That's my that's my whole yeah. premise. Regardless of your winning or losing, it is the straight rules of the game. So yeah. on top of that, I thought was it a great football game? No, I thought it was two teams battling it out. Really good defenses, uh, and it was it got it got really good in the fourth quarter. And and once. It almost seemed like Reed and those guys had it clicking the last two series of the fourth quarter, and it, it was a wrap from there. It was unfortunate with how do you let Chris Jones unblocked on that great play call? Like uh, on the flip side, Shanahan, I mean, this is an incredible call. Look at Man ID with C Mac motion across, messing their their rotations up. I mean, you got guys running ooh, wide open. Oh my god! How you how you you know? You know Spags is going zero in any situation. That's who he is. That's what they practice. That is their identity. And three different times, that play, the overtime where the, uh, McDuffie's a free runner, right? In the, again, Shanahan, great player I call right there. I'm not sure why you're running double slants into a zero where you know they're inside leverage. Like, that doesn't make much sense from a defense. It's great for defense. Offense, it doesn't make any sense. You got to go out breaking routes, uh, run away from man-to-man. So, and then, sorry for my my big rant because I only got a few few minutes uh, until the next guest or whatever we got going. Mahomes, yeah, I think two things can be true. They changed their whole identity this season: run first, defense first. Don't lose the game. Don't do anything crazy. The guy's a winner, man, and he is one of the one of the best right now. He is on his way if he continues his success to challenge. That conversation. Now, is he there yet? No. But to do what he's done in six years. Uh, now, has he had to go through the gauntlet? I think this playoff run was pretty dang stacked for him. But is he On going through great Is he going through great quarterback play? And is this error? No. But at the end of the day, three and one, six AFC championship games. And what he's done in all Super Bowls, even though it statistically hasn't been great, when the game is on the line and you need a play, how do you, how do you not – Put him up there and say, "This is who I want to for a game-winning drive at this moment." 
Three times. Hey, we got been- breaking news. We got breaking news. Uh, two of my three predictions were right. Give us the breaking news banner, Bailey. This is a shocker to me. Uh, I've known this man a while. He's so Southern California uh, legendary running back. He just left UCLA to go to the Oak or to the Vegas Raiders. Deshaun Foster. Foster is the head coach at UCLA. Um, wow, what a great hire. Deshaun Foster. Clap it up, Deshaun Let's Foster. Go. Deshaun Foster, the new head that. coach. Interesting take. Interesting uh, hire. You know, obviously, I thought thought Pete Carroll going back would be great, but uh, we got Trent Richardson on next after you, Weddle, and and, and, and I want to get his take on this um, because he's a running back, and we're going to get his take. But, Edub, I know you're headed uh, on a vacation. Yeah. Um, I I, got to just ask you this before you leave, though. On the flip side of the Niners game, or the the game last night, on the Niners side, on their sideline, uh, Shanahan has one of the most daunting statistics in history as a head coach. I mean, he has some some crazy g- blown leads in games. Another ten point game last night. We've lost. We've seen him lose Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Is this guy? Has he reached the pinnacle? Is this his best? He is. Is this who he is? Does do they have to get a big time QB or is it really this guy's fault? Because he still should have won a Super Bowl with Garoppolo and last night. What do you take? What's your take? No, I, I mean, he. I, I think he's one of the, one of the top coaches in the league. It's it, Mahomes and Andy Reid are going to be looked at as as Belichick and and Brady of ruining guys' careers and not getting those Super Bowls. That doesn't mean you should full-fledged change uh he's he's had his moments obviously we've all had our moments right a good play bad play listen i in the second round of the playoffs i i got ran through uh by a running back of the jets can't remember his name and basically sealed the win in the playoffs and i didn't have much help but you listen at the end of the day i didn't get the job done so he's got to live with that and but I've had many great plays and he's had many great calls and great seasons. But I, I, I think they're on the cusp. I, I think like they keep knocking on the door. One of these times you're going to you're going to knock it through. Eventually, the cap and all these big names are going to uh, catch up to the team and their roster uh, is Purdy the guy. I, I think he's earned the right and deserves to go get it another time, another season next year. And then after that, we'll see. But. Man, the guy sh- shows true nails. He only threw one ball that should have been picked yesterday. The guy dropped it on that little in cut and covered, yeah. two, you know, two man. Outside of that, I mean, he didn't lose the game. And, and what, three times he gave his team a chance with the lead and their defense didn't stop him. So I, I think they're close. I think I know the players love him over there. I know he, he runs a, a tight ship uh, that the guys and especially older guys love to play for. Has the respect of the players. So if you have that, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say he's the issue. I think we all gotta all gotta get better. And, I, and I'm sure he's looking at himself right now of some decisions he should be better at. Where where you headed? Well for vacay. You can't tell you that you can't tell you that online. You gotta text you that. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I forgot. See, <laughs> you ain't from the hood for real, JB. You you've been in that nice house too long. I got some of my brothers up here and stayed at the house watching the kids. So if anyone wanna try that, you well, know, I'm saying that too. If you don't realize, see, they don't know, so they don't know what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> hey, Edel, man, thanks for the whole season, the whole year. We'll talk again, but before we're gonna take a two-week a little uh 
hiatus before we revamp the show for the spring and we're going to have spring football. We're going to have some college spring ball and stuff to talk about. So, um, man, I can't thank you enough for this year. And then, uh, we'll chop it back up and I got to come down and watch you guys practice too, spring ball and stuff like that. So yeah, I'll be yeah, down there. Things. I, I want to come up and talk, talk some shop, talk. Yeah. I'll come down and, too uh, in your office. So, or wherever. Uh, Appreciate you guys. It was a fun season. You guys are the best. I love talking, talking ball. It's it's nice to connect with, with guys that that are like minded and and just are real and genuine. And more more ways that we could exemplify that in the world uh, will always be the right way. So appreciate you guys. And uh, hey, great season and better to come. Ooh, yes, sir. Much love, you go. Mike, yeah, legend after legend after legend. I couldn't even breathe. D R E A V. I can't breathe. I'm over here sweating, man. I'm over here sweating. Uh, Who, T Ridge? What up, T Ridge? I got. I just got right out the gate. Deshaun Foster, a brother, gets the head job at UCLA. Oh my God! I know you play over. Hey, I feel bad for my boy AP. He lost. He lost Kingsbury. He got Deshaun Foster to go over there. Now he left and went back to UCLA as a head coach. What do you think about a running back getting a head job? We don't see that very often. Nah, you don't see that often, man. But for him to get that job, bro, that means a lot. Like, like people want to talk about the culture. If you would want to know what that's doing for the culture, bro, like. Just not even in the black community. Like, let's look at it in the running back community, right? Mm. Like, we don't get those opportunities, bro. Like, we're so much in the back of the bus that does all the hitting and, and pounding and getting hit and blocking and all little stuff. Always like, paid. We, yeah, like, like we're them guys, right? And so for this to happen, man, you know, big ups to Deshaun, bro. Like, I wish he could take this program and turn it all the way around. Um, hopefully they give him another time. To at least you know uh, compete and, and do what they're supposed to do, and, you know, get to the next level. Um, do I think they can build something nice there? Yes, I definitely do. Um, and I think UCLA right now, man, is 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 on a tantrum of being great if they can let this guy go in there and put his system in and be what he want to do. So mm-hmm. I think that could be something special for us, man. But. And I appreciate it, Deshaun, man. Hey, good. Hey, kudos to you, bro. Like, I, I really do, man. Cause I was thinking about, I was thinking about jumping in that that pool a little bit for coaching. Uh, none of my daughters are fit to graduate. I was thinking about it, man. But I was talking to coach, and I and I kind of knew coach was going to retire. Uh, he was telling me, like, man, one thing you got to realize, Trent, you're a family guy, and this game is not family oriented when it comes to your own family. And he was like, man, as soon as you say that you're going to be a coach, you got to adopt all those kids. Mm. And I have no problem with that. He was like, but over 40 some years, I only spent, I have I have never spent a day with my kids. And that's coming out the goat mouth. Hey, and, think about that. Hey, listen, you will lose sleep teams. over someone else's kids more than your own. That's the cold game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's tough, man. <laughs> And, and and as a head coach and JB, you know this, like you know everything that's going on, and like these guys don't realize, like you know everything that's going on. Man, I can remember coach calling me, bro, and it was like four in the morning. Once some of the players had got into a fight um, on the strip, 
And guess who he called? He called me, and I wasn't even out there. I had to go out there to you know regulate shit. Like, hey, right. what the fuck y'all doing? Come on. But that's just how it is, man. But you know, Deshaun, bro, I'm 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 proud of you, man. Um, you know, nothing, nothing but good hopes for you, bro, and blessings to you, big dog. No doubt. I'm gonna text him after this. He's a SoCal native, played right here at a local high school, was unbelievable um talent. Um, they couldn't stop him. They ran wing T, double wing. Uh, ran triple option in high school. They they were dominant um, team. Let me ask you this: uh, Super Bowl last night obviously is the big thing. This is a football Super Bowl hangover. We got everybody on the thumbnail, man. We've had a loaded lineup today, back to back to back legends, uh, and you being one of those legends. Let me let me ask you your takeaway at a Super Bowl. Uh, I got to ask you: Great Super Bowl because it was a close score, or just shitty because we're in watered down era? Well, I think. Uh, Alicia Keys though was was all I needed to see. By the way, hey man, all hey. red on, man. You know, and, and, people oh, man. And, and people and people didn't realize how thick Alicia Keys was. Like, ah, uh, she one of my favorites. I'm just telling you, like a pot of grits. I did not know she was strapped Thicker up like a damn seatbelt. That been eating that cornbread. She came down to the south, looking like the Kool Aid man in a good way. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I had to help usher stat uh, uh stat line. Sheep. Oh yeah, it, it definitely do. It didn't um, hurt. Him. Yeah, man. Um, look, we didn't lost all focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, at least the keys to do that to you. The question oh, was: Was this a great yeah. Super Bowl? Was this a shitty Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you over there looking like Stevie Warner too, with them shades on, with them dreads going out. Don't start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that, that was the video. You know, you seen the video where the cat had like six pair of glasses on. The, 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 his girl yep. kept taking the glasses off. Yep. Motherfucker had all kind of glasses on and shit. Yeah. Hey, she was nah, she bad. I think she's the most talented. Like sing, play instruments, yeah. piano. I mean, everything. She's been doing it since seventeen. I I've always liked her. Y'all a little older. Trent ain't really old, but he got an old school mind. Y'all don't. Her came out. Doing the concert oh, yeah. as well, she's super talented. She, yeah, she, she came out there playing the guitar, sing that she does everything. It's just incredible, amazing halftime performance, by the way. And I'm glad you brought it up, JB, because we did not talk about it yet. It's a legendary, all time great halftime performance by Usher. Amazing, brought Ludacris out, Lil John, her, Leisha Keys. He had all the Vegas, all the stuff like that was incredible. I mean, but you, if you go back and look at it, man, like, like really like over time like growing up in a church right mm-hmm. like you see all the women playing the drums and stuff like my my, my cousins and, and aunties play the drums and the guitar and they can do all that right right and so they they pass it down to my uncles and stuff like that and i mean one of my uncle kids bro like one, one uh, uh, he got a girl playing the the drums which is my twin and my cousin which is his son played for the San Diego Chargers. he played the, the bass then the other one played the piano. Then the other one sing, which is Keela Richardson, which is one of the hottest gospel singers out there, was on Sunday Best and all. But, you know, just going back through it, like, bro, women has always been talented and multi-talented on, in different ways. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the best halftime shows I've seen in a long time. Um, do I think it was better than Michael Jackson's? I can't say that. Uh, Prince, I can't go over Prince. I can't even go Whitney Houston yet. Oh, 
Uh, I gotta, I gotta go back and watch all of them before I can give a clear cut answer. It's been a while. Michael Jackson had like four different Michael Jacksons jumping out before the even thing started. Like, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, one air, one air, one air, then all of a sudden, and then Prince, it up. started raining during purple yeah, rain. Yeah, like that, that just tough. God blessing you. You can't even really even plan that. Like, ja- hey, Janet, 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 Janet put on one too. Janet did a little something too now. You know. Yeah. A lot of she people, is. a lot of people speak like, that Janet one, bro. Like Janet, yeah, a, a nice show. On that one. I like that. Hey, T Rich, uh, Andy Reid and Mahomes, and the, are they in the top three QB coach tandems already? You gonna put them up there? Belichick, Brady, Montana, Walsh. Where you got them? I say we had to go with at least Montana. Like, like. You know, when you talk about Brady and Tom, I think that's the the big of the mecca of all the meccas. Um, but I think they're they if they get another one, bro, like they're on the caliber. You got to put them in that that. Well, that'll like, be a three peat. Yeah, that'll be a three peat. Like when was the have they ever had? No, when was that last time that happened? No, it's never been. Yeah. So if he do that, bro, like <laughs> hey. <laughs> It, it's it's got to be some you know questions asked and put them in that conversation like hey bro like this is probably the best that we done ever seen, but they got to get past that six right it was a six or seven they got to get past. Well, Brady Brady, Brady, Brady got seven. seven, but the Patriots had six, so it yeah, you got to get yeah, you got to get past that six, you know, or even you know, but for him to do it at this this age, bro, to doing what he's doing. Uh, and to take that team, like he didn't have the dominant team that he had the last, right. you know, couple championships, right? Um, and I think that, you know, when you win championships, your team kind of some, sometimes it get better, but sometimes, you know, it get worse because these guys are going to get different contracts. These guys are going to get, you know, they're able to write their own, you know, their, their finish. They're able to write their, you know, their next move when you win a Super Bowl, right? Now, I remember guys telling me, man, I played on the uh, team with Hakeem Nicks. He was like, bro, we won the championship. Bro. I was doing a tour when we won that Super Bowl. And, and like, man, I would go in places, bro, and they'd be pulling stuff out the refrigerator for me. I'm like, huh? Out the freezer. The packages out the freezer. Like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what it is. And, um, man, you you got guys like that, bro. I got and I had an opportunity to play with Reggie Wayne and Robert Matheson and guys. They were like, bro, yeah, you won the Super Bowl. You write your own ticket. Like you, 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 you get the contract you want. You, you talk to the team you want to talk. So you can stay here. You can do the X, Y, and Z. But you win that Super Bowl, bro. Like your story is written. However you want to write it from now on, right? Yeah. A lot of people talk about uh they they hate on what's my guy from Baltimore that went Jacoby Jones. A lot of people hate on Jacoby Jones, but Jacoby got what? How many Super Bowls he got? Then he got what? He got one, right? I know he, he got, got one. one. He won one, yeah. I don't he know if he got more than one. Yeah. Did he have two touchdowns in that Super Bowl or something like he that? He balled, yeah. I think he had like a return, and he caught a re- He did a few yeah, things. Yeah, like he had a, a – yeah. So it, it's stuff like Jacoby tell you, like, bro, like, that's something that they can't take from you. And, and I write my own story, bro. Like, I write my own contract. So – but it's stuff like that, man. Like, I, I would never bet against Pat. Him, Tom Brady. Hell, I wouldn't even bet against Russell at one time. Uh – but I, I definitely wouldn't bet against Pat, bro. Like, he's he just amazing what he do, man. The kid got a talent, bro, that's just – he's the Steph Curry of football right now, if that makes sense. Like, because the kid – he, Yeah, he does everything wrong, but it's right. You get what I'm saying? Like, he don't stand in the pocket. He don't – 
Yeah, he don't. Yeah, he does everything wrong, but it's right. Like it's, he just got a way to ball, bro. He found the way, and it's it's his niche. Like you, you got to give him props, bro. You got to give the the. the I, you got to get Andy Reid props, bro. Like he's been since Andy Reid's been a head coach when he was way back in Philly, even when he was a, 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 a offense coordinator. Like, bro, he's always put together this offense that was going to make you believe that, hey, no matter what the down is, no matter what the situation is, you give me two minutes, you give me four minutes left in this game to win this ball game, we got a strong possibility to win this damn game. Mm. Hey, T-Rich, man, uh, we got a loaded show. We had to get you on. It's the end of our football season show. We'll be down for two weeks, and we're revamping the show. Uh, you've been a hell of an addition. We got to we gotta talk about the second half of the season, get you back on. Um, we appreciate the time you've been dealing with the kids. You're, you got one of the best players in America in the youth level and taking the time to come on our show, man. We got to thank you. We can't thank you enough. And uh, we got to chop it up as soon as uh, we'll chop it up in the next couple of weeks, figure out a plan and uh, make this thing right, man. Get this thing going. Man, it's crazy, man. We're, we're talking about the end of the football season because we just did the Pro Bowl. And it's crazy as we on the phone, and I'm going to put it out there. I just got a text from Jason Williams asking about my son playing basketball, uh, putting mm-hmm. putting something together. And you're talking about from Jason Williams. Like, you, everybody know who that is. Uh, and it's one of the best they ever did it at the point guard position. Uh, but, man, I, I'm so proud of, you know, the show, bro. Like, what we did this year, man. Um, and how, you know, we covered a lot of stuff this year, man. I know it's going to be bigger and better next year. Uh, especially this this spring. It's a lot of stuff that happened around this spring that we're going to have to hit on, bro. Like, it's a lot of coaches changing. It's a lot of, you know, older coaches going out, new coaches coming in. Um, we might have to do some live in person. We got to get yeah. together come down your way. Maybe get on, get over to Alabama. Something come like on that. with it. You Let's go on tour, JB. I'm thinking B. Like, I, listen, I'm a big dreamer, Trent. Like, I, I never, I never think that I can't do something or something's not possible. It's, everything is possible with the faith and hard work and a plan and execution. So we might be on tour in a damn fucking trailer going to each state next, like this, this upcoming year. We got to think bigger. I'm trying to get JB's mindset. You know, he from Compton. He been through a lot. And sometimes he, he gets kind of down. He don't believe. I'm like, listen, your life, my life, Trent life is, is testimony, testimonials. Of what coming from <laughs> fucking rags and building up to riches, and we ain't even rich yet, but we on the path to it, and we keep thinking with the right mindset, we can do everything, man. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, T Rich, uh, we got Tank Johnson backstage. We're gonna bring him in, and uh, much love. We'll hit you up, and uh, we'll hit you up this week, and uh, tell the babies I said what's up, and keep grinding, man. Appreciate you. Hey, April, hey, I'm gonna need what is it, June, February, March, April, April. I hit y'all with the text. I need y'all in April at the house. It, it's right. prom. It's prom. So I need all my, my brothers at the house. We're going to run the Mike Larry. We're going to run the 50 Cent. We, hey, I, I, he, said, hey, he said, I, I done got out of jail and I ain't going back. Listen, one of my teammates, bro, just texted me like, well, at least he going out. I don't give a damn where he going to school. <laughs> hey, I'm going to bring Tank. We're going to have Tank show up with us. Shit. Come on, Tank. I need you, big bro. Come on with it. I'm with you. My Let's do it. I prom, bro. I need you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, T-Rich, much love, dog. We'll talk to you in a couple days, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll chop it up. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Period. All right, brother. Last but not least, I can't even breathe right now. My stomach hurt. I got a pain. Uh, oh, oh, oh. What is Tank? Eight? I don't know. I lost count. <laughs>
this is a superstar show. This is the Avengers of shows right here. We we got the Hulk. We got motherfucking Ant-Man, Spider-Man, uh, fucking who else we got? I don't know the characters, but they here. And we got Thanos right now. Big Tank. What's going on? Hey, man? Tank, I, I got to ask you right out the gate, dog. This ain't not on script or no. Well, we ain't scripted nothing because Smitty left my house a little while ago. He probably loaded. I, you know me, I'm loaded. <laughs> So let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Tank. There ain't no water in my cup, boy. You got that. You got that. You dub loud and proud sitting on your chest. I got a. I got something that's very disheartening to me as a coach. Um, the man that is your current head coach just interviewed for the UCLA job after he just left Arizona and took the U Dub job, and. I'm so glad that a friend of mine in a, in a SoCal native just got the UCLA job. And I don't know if you knew this, Deshaun Foster, who just left and went to the Raiders because he knew Chip Kelly was leaving UCLA. Antonio Pierce hires him. And now he leaves Antonio Pierce and he's back at UCLA. Shout out to Deshaun Foster becoming a head coach, a brother, running back coach, all that. I love it. I uh, love to see it. Uh, hopefully he does great things. But Jed Fish is out here interviewing for this job while he's working your job. And I'm just trying to figure out, listen, I'm all for the grown man going to get his job. I've always fought this part of it. But now it's seeming to be a little bit ridiculous. I, 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 I'm not even going to be mad at a couple of kids trying to enter the portal right now. <laughs> JB, I, I've been trying to tell you, it was the coaches all along who set us on this path. They bogus. They've been doing it. The, we talking about the kids, but it was the coaches sneaking and geeking, tricking and sticking. Come on, man. These dudes ain't loyal. They put the clothes on, but I think it's over two layers of the last school and the last school they was with. These dudes is trifling. And if a kid wants to transfer from offense to defense, special teams, it don't even matter, man. The game is messed up, my G. Y'all trifling, hey, J.B. Hey, Y'all trifling. People say that. People are telling – so I know for a fact it happened, D. Jones, by the way. I know for 1,000% fact that it happened, A. And B, what is he supposed to come out and say? Yeah, I interviewed <laughs> but no shit he said he didn't interview but he did interview it's a fact and i gotta ask you tank how does this hurt and you just had signing day you just had the second signing day you're building a culture that just was a, a national championship roster what do you do now when everyone's uh, how do those players look at you today because no. they know the real how are they looking at you and saying hold up dog you just got our job and now you fucking in westwood no. what's going on he just held a Zoom meeting with all of the UW alumni and spoke to the UW alumni about how he is determined to build UW back up to where it was. And I'm telling you, man, the whole time he was talking to another girl in our conference, man. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, I just don't think it's a good look for him. You know, uh, no one's going to take his word for nothing it's, it's toilet paper and and that's just the landscape of sports i think i think the, the quicker we stop being surprised by all of this I, I think the quicker we'll start to at least uh have some fun 
it, it's comical, right? It's comical uh, how these coaches, you know, they'll fall on a sword uh, in front of the media and be gone doing their thing, man. It's just, it's just what it is. These coaches ain't loyal at all, my G. At all, I'm loyal to you, Dub. You see, I played there at the time where we was really, we was really like that, and and, and it was like gladiator school. And uh, you know, I I think that if you really want to kind of stop uh, all of this kind of jumping around, you really got to go and hire some alumni, right? Because an alumni maybe won't want to just jump ship for another school. You might get some some continuity, some camaraderie, and just three four years, man. I've shaken so many coaches' hand. I mean, DeBoer, before I could even you know save his number, he was gone. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, you know, when they, they talk about, you know, oh, you want to come meet this new coach? I, I'll meet him after his second year. Man, man, that's a good point, though. I mean, you look at Michigan, obviously Harbaugh just left, but he left after bringing them to the highest, to the top of the mountain. You know what I'm saying? He's an alum. He cared when you care about the school and it's, it's, it means something more to you. You're not going to just jump ship as soon, as soon as the one opportunity becomes available because it, is deeper than than just the job and the money itself. So that might be maybe Tank needs to go out there and coach a little bit. I don't know. I don't know what your plans are, but maybe that's part of the story. Hey man, listen, I, I would love to uh coach at the college level at some point and maybe you know bring some stability back up there. You know, I was you know on the last Rose Bowl team with Drew. We we beat Drew Brees. Uh, Purdue, and, you know, was, yeah, Purdue, man, it was a big deal that they had a receiver from up uh, our way in Washington, and uh, man, it just damn dog. That's when college football was dope, man. It was it was regional. There was there was a lot of pride, and just right now, man, it just it's it's just like the, what the one and one and done culture did to the NCAA basketball. You know, we're kind of getting our comeuppance in football, man. Like I, I didn't think it would ever be like this, man, but here we are. Real quick, Tim, before we dive into the Super Bowl, I know Jimmy, Jimmy's going to jump in. You as a Chicago Bears, just legend. Legend. Are y'all going to draft Keller Williams in his dress? What y'all doing with that, man? Is, is this your quarterback to lead you to the promised land? Is he going to get you back to, to, to the area you guys were in Miami 2007 in that rainy day? Is this guy right here, the last airbender, is he going to lead you guys back like Moses? Back to the promised land. Answer that question for me, please, Tank. Uh, I don't think so, man. I think he's starting to get a lot of uh, Johnny Manziel uh, correlations. And a lot of people are saying, like, you know, he's he's really talented. But, like, anytime you've got um, – so you, you've got to clean up so many narratives in your in your camp before we even get to the hard part. I think that just shows that, you know, it, it, he, he probably ain't it, but – He'll probably still get drafted pretty high. All right, Tank. I got to ask you this though. Um, have you? I don't know if you've seen this. Well, let you hear it. You get what I'm saying? There was a lot of times last year where we had choice routes and different stuff like that, to where it's just like it messed up. I can't anticipate anything. I got to make sure you're doing. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, now yeah. I'm a half a second holding it longer, even though sometimes I could like, nah, they got back there fast. I'm like, eh. Like I never blamed anything on alignment because it's just always something I could have done better. But the indecisiveness on knowing what they're going to do because of the that, – that just wasn't my style of play, I'll say. 
Yeah. That just wasn't my style of play. I like definite things. I like to be the one everything fall on at the end of the day. If it don't work, I'd rather be, you know what I'm saying, my fault than right, work right. or I made the wrong read rather than them making the decisions, them doing it. I don't like all that. Because you can look out there and say, all right, I know what I'm looking at. And I know what, you know, we got this dig coming in backside or whatever. Yeah. Like, I got to be able to count on that because I know I can buy enough time yeah, to get I don't, it Yeah, I don't need this to be a dig or a post. You get right. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, Because yeah. it's going to, is he going to dig or is he posting? Am I tripping? Am I seeing it right? What type of ball is this going to be? Is this going to be a two ball? Am I going to put him on? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's too many variables of that type. Of, I don't like having all them variables. I like, this is it. Y'all going to do this. And I see stuff my, in the way that I see it. Now, nobody else the way I see it. So that's why I, I, I like Coach Shermer and stuff a lot because he understands how I see it because he dealt with a lot of different, like, you know, NFL caliber quarterbacks yeah. that everybody sees things different in the NFL. So uh, we can relate a lot. I saw a lot of throwing everybody else under the bus with no accountability. That's what I saw. I read. I also listened to the whole interview. He also said he would be the first – he's the best quarterback in this draft. Um. My question is why why aren't you in the draft then if you think you're the best? I I don't know man I, I'm losing I'm losing the Colorado thing I'm just be honest with you dog <laughs> I know Sean Lewis and I know what he is about as an OC and uh, he threw that man under the bus so did uh, Dion in my opinion what's your take on this kid right here Shador? Uh, I, I think that you know he's kind of diagnosing the problem to the world right he's they don't have the reps that they can really depend on when it's crunch time. You know, the, those reps, you know, whether it's spring ball that we talked about or, or any other time, when you know that that, that safety's outside, that that receiver's going to take that and, and, and go a certain way, right. that comes from repetition. And these guys want to get it automatically, just kind of like, hey, you know, if you see this guy, you know, you, you, know, you got a choice route. And, and we're going to make the right decision every time. And that's depending on talent. And, and, and if you don't get those reps in, man, it shows. And, and these kids nowadays, it's, it's just so funny. Like he's, he's saying what the problem is, right? Like he doesn't, there was too much indecisiveness. Um, the receivers had too much free will, you know, they could do what they wanted to do. And it's just like, man, he, he's just telling everyone's telling Colorado's problems to the world. And I don't even think he understands that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I actually agree with everything you just said. So, I guess, what's the issue that we're saying? Like, are, you, are we saying he should just keep this in-house? We should have kept it in-house? Or, like, what well, are we... Well, there's two things I see. that That's one of them. But the second one is, you know, he's basically saying, like, you need to cater to me. This is not the football that I know. This is why player empowerment is taking over the game. Like he's the quarterback, though, right? Like, don't you always oh, create a system for? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Don't you always create a system for no. your quarterback? Like, seriously, I'm not even. Well, you, yeah, you create a system for the quarterback. He's saying, "Create it for me." I'm creating the system for our talent base. Andy Reid's creating no. a system every day. No. JB, JB, what he's saying is, he he doesn't believe that the receivers should have the option of where to go, and it should all fall on him like there should not be any ambiguity in the route that you're going to run as long as I know what route you're running then we're good if if you have the choice and I have to react off of your choice he doesn't like that he wants definitive routes and so what he what, what he's saying it makes sense right like he, he would like it to where 
he's going to know where his receivers are going is what he's saying. And right now, his receivers, he thinks they're going to break this way. He holds the ball too long. They go this way. What he, what he's what what he's what he what I don't think the common fan out here understand choice routes are what football is now. This is the NFL. This is all routes. All routes have a choice built in based on coverage. Who's on the roof? Two high, one high, outside leverage, inside leverage. This is the route you break to based on coverage. He's saying, I don't want to bank on that and you doing the right thing versus that coverage. Right, he is right. the guy that won't stand in there and say, okay, it's too high. This is what he's going to run. If he runs the wrong route, it's on you, receiver. Right. But if but he's saying run dig no matter what into the one high safety look. That's just not what's next level co- football. And he's saying basically that I don't want that coaching. I want this. But maybe his team, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe his receivers ain't ready for that level. Of co- I don't know. So I'm saying yeah. if I'm a quarterback, because I you're a quarterback, so I can't speak on this more than you. You're the best person to speak on this topic. But I'm saying I, I could see as a quarterback where maybe you, you see the too high look and, and you believe that your, your receiver is going to go in, do an in route, but instead they go out. And I was like, damn, bro, like – I want to understand how you want it to be more simple for your team to make it at the college level. I can, I can see what I'm saying. Here's my point to Greg Townsend point who tank, you know, Greg Townsend was on earlier and he's, he's kind of upset about the the hall of fame deal and how he's kind of thinks he's a little bit screwed over because of recency bias. He was saying what exactly what we're talking about right now. He's like, when I played and my coach said, you better not fucking go inside. And I go inside. I'm risking on getting cut. Nowadays, he was talking to Max Crosby. He was he was talking about. He goes, "Hey man, why you go inside?" He was like, "Oh, just easiest path of resistance." And he's like, "So you're you don't have no, you know, unfit gap sound or your gap integrity, and your defense isn't built into where your coach tells you what to do." And he's like, "No, I do free range." He's like, "So you go inside. There's no spill backer, and they run toss. We're fucked." And and he's like, "Well, yeah." So. He's like, dog, the players run this shit now. It is completely ran by players. And Greg Towns is like, holy shit, I, I went over there to give you my my expertise, my my opinion, my professional opinion. You shitted on it. I got to move on then. This is what it is now. Greg realized it real quick. And that's what we're seeing right here. Yeah, no, that's no, that's exactly – that's the uh, – Michael Parsons, that the kid yeah. from the, the – he, he jumps inside – he basically and yep. loses contain. And you know, like if, if we jumped inside and we didn't have a person come covering us, that's how you get the come stand by me, you yeah. know. And and I see that a lot in today's game. And I'm just like, when they make the play, you're like, oh, good play. But then you see how many times the quarterback breaks contain. And and to Colorado's point, like I get it, right? Like if you've got like a Travis Kelsey like tight end. And you're giving him the wide choice, which is how it is, right? Like your your studs usually have a, kind of more of the choices, right. and everybody else's route is definitive, right? And so it's like, ooh, you know, I know, I know, Travis is going to break outside on this, and not every receiver. If you give every receiver, you know, their own, you know, two way go, you, you you're going to end up on your back a lot. So I, I get it, man. And it seems like it's it's like fast break ball on offense and defense and man it just it just becomes a lot harder to predict the game let me ask you this what's your take on the 49ers coming out today saying they did not know the overtime rules um listen 
when are we, we want to say cap or no cap or whatever y'all want to say, but I got to ask you, I got a, a real take on this. It shouldn't even be a thought process tank. It shouldn't even be an issue. Like, I don't understand. And to their point, like we're, I was talking to Greg and other people. Why is this even a process? Why is everything different all the time? Like, why are what, what, it used to be 15 minutes? You played the fucking overtime game, and that was what it is as a quarter. I thought it was the most simple way. And if, and if it was in the playoffs or the Super Bowl, you just keep playing until you win. That's what it was. Nowadays, we, 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 we switch it up to a field goal wins and a touchdown wins on the first drive. But if you don't score a touchdown, then you can go down and win. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Now the Super Bowl has a whole other rule. So if they would have scored last night, it, it wouldn't have ended the game. And the Chiefs would have got the ball again. Yeah. And so, like, I could actually see confusion. If it ain't brought out to you in the beginning of the game on the coin flip and say, all right, guys, Super Bowl rules are different than playoff rules. That are different than North regular season rules. Like, what are we doing as a league? I just want to ask you. Well, it's it's, it's one thing for someone to tell you what an overtime rule is. And it's a whole another thing to experience it. Uh, you know, there's so many times where they tell us different rule changes, and it's like, okay, good. And then when it happens, you're still like, what well, what's going on? Because it's never happened to you. And it seems like those those guys. I mean, I get it. I totally understand it. You know, they don't, you know, the, the NFL tried to uh, rush and fix a problem, right? I don't want one team having one possession in overtime. So even if you score a touchdown, you guys get the ball back. Therefore, it's like a new quarter. I, I get what they're thinking. But again, we, we got to have something and land on it for a few years. And, and, and it happened a few times for the collective audience to understand it, because right now, until you see it, you don't know what the fuck it is, really. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I knew about the rule because I remember, like, they changed it because of the Josh Allen situation against Mahomes a couple years back. And I remember they they had been talking about this oh, since the beginning of the year. Right. But yeah, If it, like you said, if you, if you haven't experienced it, maybe, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind. You know what I'm saying? You kind of forget about it. Um, but, but what difference does it make? What difference would it have made, right? Like, Well, like, what I was saying that just, like, there, there's no win and you – uh, taking the ball first like there's there's no way for you to win the game getting the ball first you know what i mean even if you score a touchdown other on, the coin flip. He's talking about on the coin flip on the coin flip so it's like if you win the toss it's like go ahead and, and and defer let the chiefs go down at least then it's like okay i like i'm in control of how i want to manage this thing like if she's going to score a touchdown i know i need a touchdown i'm going for it on fourth down i'm taking the risk and if i do score a touchdown maybe I, I'm, I'm feeling you know gutsy and i want to go for the two like you you just have more power over so, so your decisions, it, i guess with this with this new with this new way it's it set up would it almost be make more sense to defer because before Kinda, was, yeah because because before it was all about i'm gonna get the ball i'm gonna try to score to, first in the game yeah to get it over with yeah but like now if you defer at least you know you okay i've got either a three or uh, a touchdown, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just think that, you know, that's probably the only way it make it, you can look at it. But, like, yeah, I understand that point. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so, Tank, before we get out of here, just give us your, your thoughts on this game. Uh, did you think it was a great game, as, as all the casual fans out here think, because it was a close game? Or was it a bad football display in a watered-down era? What, what do you got to say? I think it was an amazing game. Uh, I, I think we still have the best product uh, in sports on earth. 
Um, I thought that like once it went to overtime and the review came from New York, I felt like what was New York doing? There was there was two spots that were questionable. There was a catch that was questionable. And not one time did New York buzz in. And I get it. You know, they don't want them to be the reason. But that that was the most glaring thing to me was that when we took it out of the ref's hands and put it into New York's hands, they 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 got nervous. They you know, they didn't want to make that call. And that's that's a big deal on that third and one where Mahomes scrambled and got that first down. Had he not got that first down, they would have been called to the task today because that was a first down. So I think we still got the best product on earth. Um, I, you know, I wasn't even caring about the game, wasn't even really tripping, uh, ended up really just kind of sitting there and watching a roller coaster game. Um, as much as we complain, the NFL uh, is the best product and it still offers great conversations week in and week out. No doubt. Um, Tank, man, you've been a, a star on the show. I appreciate you coming in. We're going to take two weeks off and then revamp the show. So, obviously, we want to talk and get this thing figured out so we can try to blow this thing up in the second half of the season or the quarter or of the year, whatever we call it. Um, spring football, college spring, the UFL, the new pro league, uh, the Rocks League, and then uh, NBA, of course. NBA playoffs finalizing coming down. We'll be able to talk about the NBA and other things. So, uh, we can't thank you enough, man. You've been a legend. We've had everybody on the show today, uh, plus Greg Townsend, Whitlock, uh, started the show off. And then uh, I got to get ready. I got to go on his show right now. Um, so we got we, we want you back. Hopefully we can make it happen and uh, we can get some damn money in the pocket and uh, do this thing the right way. So we thank you enough. And uh, everybody on there, pound the like button. Um, appreciate you, Tank. Uh, you got any last words for the show before we get out of here? No, uh, Smitty, JB, thanks for having me. You guys are uh, taking this thing to the next level, and I uh, couldn't thank you enough for having me on the show. Appreciate it, guys. No, nah, always. We'll be back in two weeks, Tank, and we're, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk, make sure we can make this thing happen, and uh, we love you on here. So uh, everybody loves you, too, in the show in the chat. So we got 1,500 people in here today. Pound that like. Tank, we'll, chop, we'll, we'll hit you up, Tank, uh, this week, and we'll chop it up. And uh, That's a bet. Peace, uh, peace, peace, my guy. Um, Smitty, we got to end the show. Uh, thanks to everybody. Let me remember all the names. Jason Whitlock, Matt McChesney. Greg Townsend. Greg Townsend, legend. Great friend of mine. Steve Kim. Steve Kim. Jeff Nadeau. Jeff Nadeau. Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson. And Tank Johnson. God. Loaded. I've been holding my pee for the last hour, boy. I'm glad I'm still young and I can do that. Pound the like button. We should have a thousand likes. We will be back. Smitty's going over to Indianapolis. Drop it one time. Smitty, what you got going real quick? I'm going to nap time. I got a red eye tonight. That's right. Tonight, man. Wednesday, Valentine's Day from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the legendary Hinkle Fieldhouse at Butler University. We're bringing out all the stars in the NFL, WNBA, and social media as well. We got Justin Jefferson. We got T.O., we got Kenny Moore. We got Max is nice. We got Tasha Harris from the WNBA and many, many more, man. The goal was to create an all-star experience that's affordable for the entire community. Tickets are $10 right now. We are accepting donations for anyone who wants to donate whatever, 10 tickets, 15 tickets, whatever that amount is, so that we can allow more students in the area to come to the game for free. 
if you're serious about it, hit me up, man. Um, I, I could drop my I drop my email real quick, say I got it. Only I'm trying to be serious here. Don't be hitting me up for playing around about stuff. This is serious stuff. We, we want to get as many kids in the community there as possible. So if you're interested in donating, hit me up via email and we can make it happen. Otherwise, man, we'll be back, man, about two weeks. Bigger and better. I don't think I don't think oh, we man. mentioned E-Dub in that rant. Eric Weddle, we forgot E-Dub. Oh, my God. The legend. Oh, um, you E-Dub? Smitty, we got been great so far. We, we were only going to build from here. Uh, we're going to be back to 26th. All right. My birthday is the 21st. I will be at Pat Perez's house in Arizona. I will do. We will do that show. Smitty and I will hop on. We will do a live show on the 21st. My birthday. Straight Super Chat birthday. You got to We got We need $5,000. So you got to do So make sure you bring that up. The 21st will be live. Plus, I will be doing live daily rants. And it will drop every day at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. I will do daily rants. And uh, we will have a live show on the 21st. But we will be back officially revamped. New graphics, new video, new songs on the 26th of February uh, with a whole new second quarter of the show. And uh, we'll have new guests, new all that, plus some same guests. And uh, the Daily Rants are going to be right here on YouTube. Plus, we have tons of clips that you'll see. We'll break this whole show down individually with eight different guests. And uh, we will have that on for the next two weeks, plus some other videos and shows we'll have on there. We'll have enough content on here. So make sure you keep subscribing, pound the likes, and become a member if you're not one. Because on the 26th, the realest show on planet Earth continues to only grow. So don't. Go nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We just need to take a break and revamp the show. So give us that uh, give us that time, and we'll be back better than ever. And uh, remember, we ain't making a lot of money yet. So we got to do things and other things. And, you know, I can't grind the guys that, that much. Shout out to Bailey behind the scenes. Uh, everybody else that helps out. out. So... Uh, hey, you, not, hey, you, you talking like this thing is ending right now. You better make me cry. I feel like uh, the no, last just, episode of Fresh mean, Prince. I'm, saying, I'm not going on vacation like Smitty. I'm staying right here at home. I'm grinding. I'm revamping the show. I'm going to be doing the next two weeks. What we're doing. Can we get into a studio by March? You know, that's the thing. So we're we're working on a lot of things. A lot I'm not going on vacation. I'm going to work. So we, we put in 100000 to this Fox. event. See, we try to get Smitty out of Fox. See, that's what I'm saying. We try to get Smitty out of Fox. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. We try to get Smitty all here. Not, no, no, it's a Fox, but we try to get Smitty over. So, you know, shout out. Man, one of our biggest shows. We had almost 1,500 people in here. Uh, shout out to everybody in here. Shout out to all the great guests. This is one of the best shows. It has to be one of the best shows on the internet in the, in the last few weeks or, or, or this week coming up. So you can't ask for a better show today uh, from, from a couple of slap dicks like ourselves. So shout out to everybody. Smitty, been fun. We'll be back stronger than ever. I know we'll be, we got a little meeting if we can later on. We'll talk with Joel, our graphic design guy, his thoughts. We're going to talk to everybody else. Build this thing up. And... Uh, Woo! Let's do it. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to Daniel Caps Keenan. I know you sent the super chat last week. You know, we probably missed it. Shout out to you, brother. We appreciate you. We're gonna do a better job of super chat on this back half. And hey man, if y'all need some, man, hey, I'm gonna be in the Discord next two weeks. Me and Jimmy gonna be in Discord a little bit. If you're a member, you can talk to us, give us your ideas, your thoughts. I'm gonna be in that town, baby. 317. I'm coming home, baby. <laughs> He's premium. We love you. We'll see you later. Peace.